Hey, Fro. Hi. What did the duck say when she bought lipstick? No clue. Put it on my bill. <laughs> on this week's Another Digital Citizen, we talk of News of the Week, Battleground Prediction, uh, ASMR, and uh, we talk of a, a movie called Fish Upon and Big Brother, United Kingdom, week six. This is Another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Yes, ladies and uh, gentlemen, welcome to another Digital Citizen. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh, Tilly is out in the world traveling, so she will not join us this week. She's having a summer holiday. Summer holiday. Summer holiday. We have summer vacation, but yes, same difference. Yes. Uh Um... What uh, I'm going to bring this up right away because it's the news of the week, of course. Uh, it's the most important thing of the week. What did you think about uh, the storyline going on in Raw with Kurt? Uh, we're going to start out with this, huh? I have some weird yep. theories about this. I don't know if we want to start the show with it, but I guess we will. Uh, yeah. It seems really strange, and I definitely think. The what it really happened here is strange. they had no <laughs> clue where they were going with it, and this was like a last minute yep. decision, uh, and that's why it's Hopefully like because they the whole thing was they were like this is gonna ruin his career, and then it mm-hmm. came out like he knew already knew that he had a kid, like it wasn't something mm-hmm. brand new, and then so what ruined his career really? That's the whole thing that kind of screws up the storyline, like, uh, and that would make you assume that they made it up right at the last minute. Right, Fro? What do you think? Oh, oh yeah, totally. I was uh, 100% sure that uh, uh, we were going to have Stephanie walking out and they having a storyline where he has a affair with Stephanie. Oh, you thought that's where they were going with... I mean, yeah. this could still go places. Like, we really just got the very beginning of this. We could still get this be, like, some kind of... Um, Stephanie, Stephanie and Triple H thing somehow. Like, they're the ones that were going to release it, or they're the ones that told Corey that they were going to, you know, leak it out to everybody, and that's why Kurt was worried about it, why he had to get ahead of it. You know what I mean? That could be kind of the 
idea behind the story, but I had this weird feeling after seeing it. I don't know if people paid attention to this during the election, but there was this whole thing during the election of uh, trying to smear Bill Clinton. Do you know what I'm talking about, Fro? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And how he had an illegitimate son. And I think maybe they're going off of that story, which was a terribly racist thing. So, I don't know. I I I was really, really, really uh, confused by the storyline because I was like, I was thinking this was going to be the last thing that ever happened. I was like, this is so random. It felt, it felt like... Oh my gosh, we don't really know where this is going to end. Let's just end it. Because, like, why would... Here, here, here's my three main questions. One, why would this be so devastating to Kirk in the first place? It's not like he cheated on his wife. Right. It's not like this was uh, in an uh, age where, where, where uh, something... Uh, uh, like he was already married. So that's the first question. The second question is, are we 110% sure that they did a um, uh, blood test? Because I'm thinking like the way he was talking was like almost like, okay, uh, we had our last date, last date, and nine months later, this little guy came out to the world. It's like, okay, he blindly tested uh, uh, his mother, so that is maybe where the storyline is going. That it shows up that he's I don't think not they're thinking that far son. ahead. I don't think we should think that far ahead because they're not thinking that far ahead because <laughs> they didn't even think this uh, ahead thoroughly enough, obviously. But, but, but maybe, maybe. It's but going I think to be the thing those... that. That if if they let's say they did think this ahead, the only right. rational thing that I can think if they were thinking this ahead and why it would be so devastating to him is that they were thinking about that Bill Clinton story. You know the story yeah. I'm talking about, Fro? Mm-hmm. I heard I heard rumors that uh, during the had, election, yeah. right, mm -hmm. that he had uh, illegitimate son or whatever. I, there were like interviews with this guy and stuff like that, and that that the whole story of that was. That Bill Clinton was going to be disgraced, was going to be yeah. disgraced because of this kid. So I think if that if that's what they were running with, then they're just duplicating that same story, but with Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that's why they're saying, "Oh, he's going to be disgraced and it, he's going to lose uh, his job and everything like that," is because they're going off something that actually happened in real life. Uh, which but, I, maybe I'm the only life. one making that association, but. Uh, they are a bunch of Republicans, so they would be the ones that would know about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like right. Vince and all, all them. So, so but here, here's my last question where, where I was thinking when I saw this uh, angle uh, <laughs> on uh, Monday Night Raw. I was thinking, where are they putting him into the title range or... Are they just making him a single wrestler that loses? Or like, there there has to be some, uh, what do you call it, consequences for him going from SmackDown. Now he's a single wrestler at Raw. 
what now? Like, where where does he fit into the storyline set going on? Right, they didn't think any Raw. of this. You're, you're again making the and, fallacy of that they thought this yes. ahead. Uh, they thought and this then I, ahead of time. Then and I watched myself and I was like, no, he doesn't fit into anything. This is, it felt so random. Did you see the After Raw interview? I mean, their uh, idea is that he's, he's a Olympian and he was a wrestler and everything God. like that. So they'll just go. That's what they're going off of. Is that he's yeah. like Kurt Angle, so he is Kurt Angle's son. That's the whole idea yeah. here. But they didn't think this far. Like they didn't think far ahead enough to say, "Oh, what are we gonna do with him next?" That's not even in the cards yet. They're probably trying to think mm-hmm. of that right now. So. And and what makes like I I I have no clue how wrestling contact uh, contracts work. So how do how does it work uh, with well, like backstage? Do they just tell him this is the angle that we're going with? Uh, go with it, or does he have anything to say? Like, could he say no? I don't want to do this. Uh, he could, but they would. It would be he'd be blackballed probably. Like generally, okay. you're getting paid. They tell you what the storyline is, and you do it. It's just like any other right. job. They tell you what what to do, and you do it. Yeah. So, right. I mean, he had to have some input, but probably considering. His stature in the company, he's no John Cena, you know, he's no yeah, Randy oh, no, Orton, no, no. he's no Undertaker. Uh, he doesn't have a lot no. of sway, so I would say probably um, he didn't have a lot of input on this, so. And to, to be completely honest with you, I totally forgot that the American Alpha was on SmackDown before this. <laughs> because we haven't seen They're them. They're never on in, there, so. yeah. No, yeah, we haven't seen them in for ages. So I, I totally forgot that they existed. And and I, I, I am kind of, because I, I also watched SmackDown and the interview uh, they did with his tag team partner was also kind of strange and really random. Uh, it felt like they were like, oh crap, we forgot this guy has a partner. We need to figure yes. out, let's do something on SmackDown to like tie up the loose yes. ends because we didn't know yep. we were going to do this until... Like yep. nine o'clock this morning on on Monday. That was so strange, and he's the worst actor as well. Like when when I usually really like him, but he did not. This but, interview was not good. No, this interview was really bad. <laughs> I was like, Rene Young had more charisma than him in that interview. That that's saying a lot. Well, okay, let's go into the real real news. Uh, what Let's female Doctor about... Who? Is that the real name? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's two two cents about that. I don't give I a crap. Really... I don't watch yeah, Doctor Who. So you don't give a crap. I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely happy. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Uh, I'm not as big as I, people I know that like collect things and series episodes over and over. But I follow Doctor Who. Uh, Close enough to be extremely happy about this announcement. Sure. I, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It, it's the thirteenth Doctor that's a woman, because that's an unlucky number. But it it's just of... the timing of uh, yep. the way the world is right now. They're making all these female roles. Uh, yep. You know, started with well it probably didn't start with ghostbusters but that was like one of the big ones and 
that flopped, right. and then they've done it with a whole bunch of other things, obviously. So uh, they're just trying to cash in on the that whole craze of uh, put a female into a male role char- character. You know, I don't know. We'll probably yeah. get a He-Man movie with a woman character next, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man. Did we have any other news that's not in our news that we can go into real quick? Oh, you, yesterday, going to this real quick, there was a, a, a poll that came out uh, about Trump's... Uh, it, Trump is the most unpopular president in history of America. With what? With a 38% uh, approval You're rating, I believe. Me. Yeah. Uh, that is atrocious. I love him. Right. I don't know how that happened. But guess what? <laughs> On that same thing, Hillary Clinton is less popular than Donald Trump. <laughs> After everything that's happened, she's still two points down on Donald Trump in popularity. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> wow. Wow. How do you get more unpopular than Donald Trump? That's I don't know. I can see, right. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking amazing. <laughs> so that came wow. out yesterday. I thought we should cover that because that was, I was like, <laughs> a lot, you see on the news, they're like, uh, especially CNN, all they said was uh, most unpopular president ever, and they don't m- mention the Hillary Clinton <laughs> thing. But uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. Uh, Trump reportedly asked, uh, uh, oh, "What's the prime minister's name of Ukraine?" Theresa May. Uh, Theresa May. Yeah. To fix, to fix a warm welcome for his UK visit, and. Uh, yeah, because he doesn't want to see demonstrators. He he only wants to see good things. Right, he wants he uh, he likes to have control of the way the media sees him, even though he does a very bad <laughs> job of it. He likes to like work really the bad. media. So his whole idea here is he wants he wants to make sure that it looks good on on the news when they see him coming in, and they don't. He doesn't want a whole bunch of protesters and this and that and. Uh, so he wants them to fix it, basically say, you know, bring in, well, I don't know, actors or something to play the parts of the people in the crowd. Or I, I really don't know what he, what exactly he wanted, but. Um, but I, I really like this uh, uh, small thing uh, that he said, according to uh, the UK Sun on Sunday newspaper. He told, <laughs> he told me, and I quote, "When I know I'm." To reception, I will come, and not before. <laughs> wow! Right, because he was going to come at the end of the year, I guess, <laughs> is what they had planned uh, after the G20 last week. Um, and we had said that they had planned it even before this because they wanted that gold carriage and everything. And now they're postponing it even further. And he said, uh, "I still want to come, but it's, but I, I'm in no rush. So if you can fix it for me." It would make things a lot easier. <laughs> like fi- he's saying, like what? fix it like a boxing match. That's what he means by fix it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I yep. think that's funny. I do think that's funny. Right. I don't know a how little, this got out. Uh, we came out of maybe? it came out a of the sun, little? which is not the most. Uh, uh, it's not the most credible newspaper in the world in any way whatsoever. <laughs> but this was also reported by CNBC, CBS, ABC, and other places. Yeah. So, But they all they all uh, credited The Sun as reporting it first. So. Right. Uh, oh, gosh. That's funny. Uh, 
uh, Norwegian news. Uh, it uh, seems like uh, uh, the Norwegian terrorist uh, Anders Bering Breivik. Oh, let's uh, do the other one first. Because let's do the good okay. news and we'll end with that. That way we don't have to. It's not depressing. Uh, okay, no way right off the, the first. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not sure if it's good or bad news because it's um, uh, one of the Norwegian. Uh, uh, opposition leaders called uh, uh, Jonas Gar Støre. Right, the, uh, from the Labour Party there, because yes. I guess the Conservatives are in power right now. So, right, we have a we have a Conservatives uh, former uh, minister uh, called Berge Brende, and he said that no, uh, the Norwegian uh, opposition leader, uh, like the no, uh, Norwegian Working Party, like. Uh, looks at has nothing in common with Macron from France, except nothing. that he speaks French, I guess. Which I yeah. I don't know this guy, but I know you guys are having an election in September, so that's coming up yes. really soon. Now it's like eleventh uh, of September. Uh, yeah, a month and a half or two months, I guess, basically. So um, it's going to be ramping up. I'm sure we're going to cover a lot more about the Norway election in the next couple of months, so this is a good place to start, I guess, is just, uh, I guess, tell us the names of the, this Labour Party leader. I, I don't want to ruin it. Yes, like I said, Jonas Gar Støre. Right, so, um, what do you, I, I don't know if you know anything about this guy, or if he's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I know there is, <laughs> there's another opposition to the conservatives that is like pretty close to him but he's the he's in in the lead right now uh so right there are multiple i think the centrist party i think was the other one that uh, yes uh that is really close to to him as far as like being a contender so those are the two to look out for uh right now and actually what i'm going to vote this uh uh 11th of september oh really cool all right yeah yeah i wasn't sure where these people stand on things really yet because I haven't done a lot oh, yeah, of research. No. So. Uh, I mean, there, there's things about them I don't like. Uh, for example, they are pro uh, 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 fur uh, pro fur uh, and don't want to uh, take down the fur uh, uh, farms we have in Norway. Right, right, right. That is Kind of stupid, and uh, they want to kill a lot of wolves. Uh, oh, Norway. right, they already did that like last summer yeah. or whatever. It's kind of become yeah. a mandate. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe they're it's just kind of strange. the populations are blowing up because of. I think I saw because yeah. of global warming, there's a lot more food right. for them, and so the populations of. Yeah. And, and here's the thing there has not been a human attack of a wolf. For over a hundred freaking years, I am going to say that one more time. What a wolf <laughs> attacked a, a human, or the other way yeah. around? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, you said it the opposite. Has, Sorry. Yeah, the wolf. A wolf has not attacked a human for over a hundred years. Right, I don't think oh, that's... they are so dangerous! I don't think... Uh, is that what they're saying? Is that they're dangerous? From what yeah. I've read, it's because of overpopulation. Uh, is that there's no. just too many of them. And that they're killing off other other wildlife, because there's just so many of them, that they're actually killing off other animals. And so you have to kind of 
thin the herd, I guess, but no. that's what I had uh, read uh, a few months ago, so. Yeah, no, uh, the Norwegian, like, uh, for example, here, here here, I live in Oppland, there's a lo lot of sheep uh, farmers, and I can understand that uh, they don't want wolves around their sheep, but if we go to another, sorry, if we go to another country, for example, uh, uh, who was it that did this? Uh, was it Sweden? Yes, I think it was Sweden. That had a herding uh, uh, kind of program where they followed uh, uh, the sheep up to the mountain and and had a this, uh, uh, I think the it had a 80 percent less attacks of, of wolves with the herders there. Norwegian um, pe people don't want to pay as much uh, for uh, um, lamb uh, f uh, food and sheep food, so. The Norwegian farmers, the Norwegian like sheep farmers, don't have can't afford the same luxury as as the Swedish uh, do. They say. I think that's ludicrous because it's actually it's cheaper to buy buy uh, Swedish uh, sheep meat than Norwegian, and that has herders with them, so it's kind of weird. Sure. Okay. Maybe it's a little combination of both things, I guess. Because I definitely read that in the past. But uh, it might be different things blaming different things. But yeah, let's other Norway news. Yeah. Uh, sadly, we had this uh, stupid man called Anders Beringbergvik, and, uh, and the terrorist attack here in Norway led to mental illness in Denmark. How is this possible, Luke? Right, uh, because of media coverage of the attacks, uh, there was uh, a noticeable uh, increase in trauma and stress-related disorders such as PTSD in mm -hmm. the two years following the attack in Norway, in Denmark. In Denmark. Right. That's uh, weird. Showing that uh, media can cause stress about things even in other countries. Uh, yeah. It even says uh, after the 2001 9-11 attacks uh, it only increased approximately 4% in Denmark uh, and then 16% after the uh, Brevik Brevik? Brevik? Is that right? Brevik, Brevik yes. attacks. So 16 uh, Four percent on nine eleven, sixteen percent on that. So it probably has to do with the, you know, where it was in the world, and that it's much closer to them. But it shows that even just the um, media coverage of this, uh, like the twenty four seven slamming it in your face media coverage that we get a lot now in, in this day and age, uh, it it cause it can cause people like to mess people up, uh, which mm. I think is the most important thing about this whole story is that. Uh, the media is the one that's causing it because otherwise the they would have never it would never have been an issue to a lot of these people you know what I mean but since it's all they saw in the news for weeks and weeks on end then they start to get depressed because you know it gets into their head and then from there it's like a spiraling thing you know 
down the rabbit hole kind of thing, and then it causes people to get uh, diff- different disorders, including PTSD. So, mm. but I it's think it, uh, kind of weird. It, there's a good uh, right at the end of this article that it's from Science Daily, uh, which yeah. I, I found it, found it a couple other places, but this was kind of the place where it was cited by a few other places. It says it's quite striking that we can observe a new increase in the number of trauma and stress-related disorders when media coverage topics related to uh, to the terror attacks. This demonstrates mm. that media coverage is important in this regard. However, whether this knowledge should lead to a change in the media's coverage of terrorist attacks is another matter. So, uh, it it's just showing, like, maybe we need to think about the way we cover these kind of things. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's causing more harm than good. So, just something to think about. Some news that we de- got, forgot to talk about is that uh, O.J. Simpson has a chance to get out tomorrow. Oh, he has, yeah, I saw he had a parole hearing. Doesn't really mean yeah. it's, it's going to happen, but it could. Oh, could be. Uh, we talked some, some, we talked many times before about artificial intelligence and uh, the risk and rewards against uh, around uh, artificial uh, intelligence AI. Uh, uh, Elon Musk, one of my uh, kind of great anti-heroes heroes, it's kind of back and forward how I feel about Elon Musk. He's, <laughs> he's kind of, he's really good one day and <laughs> the gas of another. It's kind of weird. Uh, he's definitely without... eccentric. I mean, that's the best way yes. to put it. It's like you never really know what you're going to get. So, uh, but uh, he came out and uh, and uh, talked about AI uh, intelligence. Uh, what did he take? Uh, talk. Uh, and he said, "It's one of the greatest risks we face as a civilization." He says, "AI is a rare case where we need to be proactive in regulations instead of reactive." Because yeah. by the time we are reactive AI with AI regu- regulation, it's too late. AI is a fundamental risk to the existence of the human civilization in a way that car accidents, plane crashes, uh, faulty drugs, and bad food are not. So mm-hmm. he's saying that AI is, it poses a risk to the entire human race and that if yeah. we don't do something about it, uh, it's, it could get ahead of us and then we'd, we could never stop it after that. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's not funny at all. Where I talked to someone the other day, then that said that we are over the point of no return. That even what we do with AI intelligence now, it's come too far. That I know. We- I heard like two, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, there was a story. Um, that we didn't end up covering, but I remember it was, it, it was on our sheet at one point that uh, right. there were some Google AI bots, and Google all of a sudden was somebody was going through these AI bots code and realizing that these bots were talking to each other in a yeah. language that they had made up themselves, uh, secretively. So these AI bots were communicating without the. Uh, the people running the the bots knowing about it so they were created a secret underground uh 
language, the uh, AI language, and that was like that's a little scary, um, for right. sure. That's like a start of what you're talking about. It said he, uh, Musk continues. He says uh, they could start war by doing fake news and spoofing email accounts and fake press releases, and just by manipulating inf- uh, and just by manipulating information. Uh, so basically, saying the robots could just put out a fake news story that's like Moscow sends nukes towards us and then the united states could react or you know what i mean and the just cause us to like the ai would trick us into killing each other so right i don't get why people are so worried about global warming i really don't and here's the reason why now for six seasons the documentary game of thrones has said that winter is coming why are people so worried about global warming? Because, uh, and I think they said 10 years, if we get past 2 degrees <laughs> Celsius, we, there's no turning back and it'll kill us all? <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. I don't watch because... Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't I don't have your thrones on, of games. It's like it's a big throne made out of NES and SNES cartridges. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, this is of course this is more uh, serious. Uh, we have this giant Arctic iceberg uh, called Larsen Sea, and it's an uh, ice shelf. And which we this... talked about over a year ago. We talked oh, yeah. about this was a possibility on the show. So we did. Yes, we covered this we... in the news like over a year ago that this Larsen yes, ice shelf did. had a yeah. giant yeah. crack in it. And that there were a lot of people saying, once this happens, there's no way to fix it, and it's going to go out in the ocean, it's going to melt, and it's going to... Uh, I remember it being the size of Delaware, was the yep. size of this iceberg, so it's not small in any way. Well, this week it actually broke off, and so there's no way to reattach this. It, change, yeah. it changes the way the Antarctic uh, continent is shaped. Like, we're going to have to change maps and things because yep. of the way this... Uh, of the way this broke off, and a lot of people are saying it's not going to do a lot to raise sea level because it was already an iceberg in the water that was displacing right. space. So once it melts, it'll just displace them almost the same amount of space, but it will cause um, a change in the climate there. So I want to break free. I'm sure they sang. Bye. Most of the coverage I saw this it was a lot of people were saying um, this is clearly a sign that things like the Paris Climate Accord we are not going far enough like we Bye. we need to get ahead of this and things like the Paris Climate Accord are like it's like a band aid on a giant gash in in your head you know what I mean right yeah no um, that is. Uh, the news we have of the week. Um, I listened to Tron talk to the uh, tells the truth. Uh, he's going to talk about the nationalism. It was really interesting. So here it is. This is Tron with Tron tells the truth. Today I'm going to talk about nationalism, conservatism, and why sometimes people on the left are stupid too. First, nationalism, because I think this is always a beautiful topic. Uh, many months ago, I saw a segment, uh, maybe a year ago, I don't remember. Maybe I was a stoned, I don't remember. 
but it was a segment of a police case from the United States. It had been sold, justice had been served, and some people were screaming in the street, USA, 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 and I said, what the fuck, why? Why did you scream that? Did you think that we're going to, oh, look at those people, oh man, in the USA, in the USA, they, they, they get their criminals. What were they fucking thinking? Nationalism is very funny. Because you can always bring nationalism. We don't want to do anything. And poor people usually do love it. People from the left and to the right. Yes, to the left, to the right. The conservatives have been very good at doing the blame game for years. Look in Britain. Look in the United States. The blame game is the best. First it was the immigrants. Then it was the unions. Fuck you. And lately it has been the European Union. Fuck you. Who ended in a Brexit. Something people from the left believed. Yes, people from the left really believed that they were going to get it better without the European Union. Because of the European people from the European Union who took their jobs. Well, they was, uh, took their welfare and took their well, paycheck. Really, that was the Conservative Party who was running the country for years. But people from the left believed in it. People, people left in the United States think Brexit was a good idea. Britain now got independence. Independence for what? For what? You can say that to the people who live in... Hundreds of thousands of people who live in Spain. Yes, from Britain. Living in Spain or living in France. They're going to have a hell of a time now. We are so integrated in the modern world. that Some people from the left and the right think that we can just do something radical different without, without thinking gonna help us but it's not gonna help us the worst thing is this was a conservative lie that the left believed in there could not be an alternative in Britain even with Robbie Corbyn they're not gonna they're still gonna trade with Europe they still need to work with Europe and they still need international cooperation sometimes people from the left are against things like uh, the European Union and so on also want international cooperation. Well, they start have to start thinking about what kind of cooperation they really want. They not cannot sit there and be against all the things that come from the right just because they come from the right. They have to have an alternative. And the right has stopping blaming everybody for their own fuck-ups. Reagan economics, they're fuck-up destroying the union they're fuck up now they have nothing more to blame on so what are you going to do next religion again I think because there's always help it helped in the United States where people are getting more and more stupid every day and it can work in Britain too when the colleges is not so easy acceptable now as they were a few years 20-30 years ago well the left and the right has some soul searching to do. I don't know why I should support any of them. Maybe we need some something new, something brand new. But even that is difficult. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening. That was uh, Tron uh, telling the truth about nationalism. Uh, you have a strange little story to tell me? I don't know if you heard about this in the news, but there I think it was a British woman? Uh, okay. she went in to have she it was like an uh, older lady I think she was in her 70s or 80s um, okay. she went in to get 
uh, surgery on her eyes because she was having problems seeing. So she went right. to optometrist or something. And they went into her... They were about to do surgery, and they realized that she had 27 contact lenses in her eyes. No. That they were stacked up on top of each other. She was using those disposable contact lenses or whatever, and then they had all just kind of... She had either not taken them out or thought she took them out, and they stayed in there, and she had stacked 27 of them on top of each other, and that's why she was having a problem seeing. Isn't that amazing? Of course, of course you have a problem <laughs> have right. 27 contact lenses. How, how is that possible? I, I really don't know. I guess it's just a really old lady, and uh, she, you know, uh, just doesn't understand the disposable contact lens thing. Maybe she thought they... Uh, I don't know, dis dissolved away at the end of the day or something? Who knows? But, yeah, that mm. happened this week as well. I thought it was a weird weird story. You know what the seed box isn't about? It's not where you sign up and get a lot of seeds sent to you on your door. But it is about unlimited bandwidth. Shell access, dedicated IP address, and remote desktop, and more futures. Like unlimited bandwidth. Did I said unlimited? Yes, it is unlimited. You can go to rapidseedbox.com through the link on the Facebook group and get this. And not only that, you get 20% off, 20% one-time discount. And I said it last time. If you are not, like, happy about your service for 14 days, guess what? We get your money back. Yes, it's a guarantee they have on this page. I've used it more than 14 days. I'm really happy about this service. So go to rapidseedbox.com through the links in the Facebook group. Please do it and support our podcast. And if you want to send us an email, we did not get any emails, but you go to anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. We want to hear any news from your area or anything you want us to talk about or any movies or TV you saw this week. Uh, if you want to go to our Facebook page, go check out the Facebook page. Like Fro said, you can get the code and offer there. So, It is on the top of our page. It's a really good service. From almost like half a dollar a day. Half a dollar a day. That's nothing. Anyways. Uh, and our email address is another digital citizen at gmail.com. Did you already say yeah, that? Yeah, I just did that. We're yes. repeating now. TV round. Yes. TV round. Have you watched anything on TV this week? The Uh Why don't you go first? I need to. Sure. Yeah. Uh, because I was really, really con uh, prepared when I asked that question. Uh, Big Brother <laughs> uh, uh, United States uh, had one of the least uh, surprising exits of uh, all time. <laughs> right. I was like, what a surprise! He's going home! Huh. I wonder if he was a really bad player. But uh, what was kind of cute, uh, the showman's uh, he had with a girl inside, just before he went out, he said, Do you want to be my girlfriend? And she said, yes. Oh, 
Right, she could have just done that for TV, but he does have a chance to get back in the house. So we'll see if that ends up happening or not. Yep. Uh, other than that, I have uh, seen a lot of episodes of Matlock because uh, I uh, I'm kind of where where I've seen a lot of Matlock before this, but I have never never like seen it season for season. I have seen like single episodes, but I really like it. I I have a lot of fun with Matlock. It it is really really strange and sometimes a little, little racist and sometimes some little, episodes little... are not as good as other episodes I, I've seen every episode um, right. not as it's not as good as Columbo I'd put it in it's kind of the same category not as good as Columbo <laughs> but it is it's fun and it is fun um, there there are certain things about it that yeah there are a little some little racist things but he is a guy like in a southern ma- mansion with his daughter and everything so yeah yeah. So be aware. Uh, other than that, uh, American Gods was spotting this week. Uh, I heard uh, some news that they are closing uh, midnight at um, the uh, the talk show uh, on Comedy Central, uh, and I, th- I thought that was kind of strange because the the leader of that uh, was on American Got Talent, so. As a uh, judge, uh, as a guest judge this week, when it came out that they're closing uh, at midnight, as it's called on Comedy Central. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so that was kind of strange. Uh, other than that, I haven't seen a lot. What about you? So you don't watch Game of Thrones either? No. Okay. I I I, uh, oh, I, I knew it came out because everybody and their mom yes. talked about it on social media, and then I saw a yep. lot of posts like there are all these posts like. We don't care if you don't watch Game of Thrones. It's like, I don't care if you do. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what your point is. It's like the Doctor Who thing. There are all these memes and stuff like, oh, you're so. why are you so mad there's a female Doctor Who? I didn't see a single person mad about being there being a female Doctor Who, but there was already all these people defending something that wasn't even being pushed, pushed back against. You know what I mean? Very silly. Yeah. Uh, but those things happened this week, I guess. Um, what else did I see? Oh, West, Emmy noms happened this week. I don't think we're going to do the Emmys, oh, yeah. but Westworld got 22 Emmy nominations. Obviously, surprise. like we said, best thing of last year, I think we said that. So, um, yep. Oh, I finished, I got completely up to date, finished season five of Elementary, which they don't have a release date yet for season six, but it is scheduled. They just don't have a release date yet. Um but there's a really great cliffhanger at the end of season five that I did not see coming at all. Wow. It's like not. It's something that you're like, wait, this is in this show? Why I did what? And you get, yeah. I'm really excited for season six. Um, I'm at season three. Okay. Still. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you want you got something to look forward to because the cliffhanger end of season five is like, it's something completely different from the rest of the show. We'll just say that. I can't wait. Um, you got a long ways to go because there's like 28 episodes or something per season. So, yeah, um, I am, I'm in the middle of season three. Uh, I I find season three kind of hard to watch. Uh, right. Remember, I told you, Fro, like middle of season three, end of season or beginning of season four is where it gets kind of eh, but then it gets better yeah. again. So don't worry, it gets better. You just gotta gotta rough your so. way through it. Yeah. 
Because right Snog now through. I'm not in, I'm kind of not interested at all. <laughs> like, I had that problem, uh, and then I had to get back into it and just get through it. And it, once you get into season four, it starts to get better again. But okay. Um. Oh, uh, I saw Jim Jeffrey's show. Uh, I saw the first episode ever. Oh, yeah. And then I watched this week's episode as well because I had never seen yeah. it. Not a fan. It's just another well? fake news show like every other fake news show I don't really like. Um, I'm a fan oh, of Jim yeah. Jeffries, and there are some good... There's some good comedy stuff in there, but yeah. it's just another one of those daily show shows that is based off of Weekend Update from Saturday Night Live, but not done quite as well as Saturday Night Live uh, Weekend Update, so... I don't know. I'm, a lot of people like those shows. I think they're... At this point, there's way too many of them, and it's it's a premise that's been overdone to the point of oversaturation. So everybody's got their own taste though. Um, yeah. I liked it. Uh, I liked the first episode. Uh, was not less fan in episode two. So I'm kind of worried if I will continue watching it or not. What you started from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is like a new show. So I know uh, the more recent that's why I watched the first episode and then I watched the most recent one because it oh. has the most recent politics so it's going to be more re relevant I didn't really feel like I needed to watch the rest of it um, to no, like know what the show's about yeah right, right. I, I felt it was so-so and, and, and uh, I like the first episode I thought was kind of funny and, and actually pretty great but uh, the, the second one was like yeah done this before yeah, it's a rehash of a rehash, and that yes. I'm not really a fan of. So, and those kind of shows, like I said, I'm not a fan of to begin with. So, um, uh, I've been watching Family Ties, and I'm way into it. And I got to this episode called <laughs> "A My Name Is Alex," and it is the weirdest freaking sitcom episode I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Uh, I want you to just go watch this, just because it's crazy. It's called "A My Name Is Alex." Uh, and it's done kind of like one of those one-man shows where they talk about their life and all these things. It's so weird. Okay, just out of nowhere, it's kind of like one of those shows, one of those sh one-man shows where it'll be like a spotlight is on something, and that that's one scene. The spotlight will turn off, and then he'll go somewhere else. And it's all about how his friend died in like a car crash, except. It's like season five or six, and you've never met this friend ever in the whole series really? of the show. And then it's just talking wow. about it like out of nowhere in this episode. And the whole ep the episode is not really like it's very like uh, experimental film looking, and like uh, it's really really weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's not weird in a good way. It's terrible, huh. but check it out. It's so bad. I'd say go watch it. Um, and then the last thing I saw, which I guess was, in, it came out in May in the UK. And then this week it started on USA Network here in America, which is a show called Loaded. Oh, uh, I heard about this. Uh, it's about four guys who um, sell their iPhone app game and they make multi-millions of dollars. But right. it's kind of a story of them kind of learning to cope with having this much money, but also trying to work with this American lady who is 
this American company is the one that bought them out, and she's kind of there as the the bad guy of the series, trying to like make them do things they don't want to do all the time, and uh, giving them deadlines. It's a fun show. I I checked out a few episodes. I think there's only eight, eight episodes, so it's a really fun, easy watch. I'd recommend it to most everybody. So. Hmm. Maybe I will check that out. I kind of, I'd say it's like a combination between like workaholics uh, and entourage, maybe. Right. Yeah. Workaholics is one of those shows that takes a season to get into almost. I I, I remember the first time I saw Workaholics and I found it so extremely boring. But then I like, like just continued watching it and it it's so build on me. Hmm, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, there's nobody I like here. Everybody is an asshole. <laughs> Why am I watching this? <laughs> and then I, I got, I got it. That's why you are watching it because you don't really like anybody. You want them to see. <laughs> you want to see what's going on in their life. What? It's getting, yeah. They're just a bunch of idiots. That's yeah. kind of how this is, too. It's like, that's, the, yeah, that kind of scenario is how it's related to that, but it's also kind of entourage because they're very rich and they're all in one right. group. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to see it, I guess. But I'd recommend I'm it to anybody. I'm one of those that never liked entourage. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm, I've seen, like, two episodes, and I was never a fan either. But it's kind of got I, the same thing where, like, there's the main guy... Right. Uh, and they all, but they all work together, and they're all really rich, and they all, yeah. So, I think I saw half a season, and I just gave up. I just didn't. It's a little like uh, Entourage is a little like Madman to me. Like I didn't really get Madman either. Have you? you uh, I never. Ever... I never saw any of that. Yeah. Oh, it's it. it okay, it's like. It's really. I understand that it's really good. I know about commercials in the sixties. I understand that smoking is bad for you. I'm. I am. <laughs> I am one that have quit smoking, so I understand what, what kind of grip it has on you. So it was kind of watching, especially the first half of season one of Madman, so extremely. Like, oh, they are talking and sitting there and talking about smoking. Please quit talking about smoking and commercials. I understand that that was the thing in the 60s. Talk about something interesting. <laughs> and it just didn't go anywhere. I just felt like we are on, in the same office for 16 episodes. It was really, really like, oh, uh, don't get it. Anyway, we're going to do a top 10 uh, 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 list of top 10 shows we hate, but everybody likes sometimes. But let's talk about our main to topic. ASMR. What is ASMR, Luke? Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response is what it stands for. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I, I guess a good definition I found... Uh, ASMR is best described as a physical sensation of tingling that often begins in the scalp and moves down through the spine and sometimes to the limbs it is a pleasurable feeling that some would call relaxing so it's mm -hmm. a physical sensation yeah it definitely is uh, 
what kind of sensation uh, did the videos that you watched give you? Um, well, I guess we'll get into it later, but I think I may be the opposite of this, where, like, there is kind of an opposite version of <laughs> of it, where, like, I actually but am more tr irritating. triggered to, like, not like sounds than to like sounds, but right. when I go back into, like, what I watch on YouTube, some of it could be considered ASMR just by its, the nature of it, after doing some research, realizing, like, what it is, but... I wouldn't say I, I've maybe ever... That's not true. Uh, when we were going to do it last week, I posted a song on our Facebook page, on the Another Digital Citizen Facebook page, um, that I remember it giving me this tingly feeling uh, when I was younger that would go like kind of go down your neck and kind of, I don't know, give you the chills maybe? Uh, yeah. The Anthem by Tiestio. Mm -hmm. I posted that a couple weeks. It, just like it's got this build, and then it gets to this point, and it like um, plateaus kind of, and like at that point, it kind of gives me like that uh, pleasurable, tingly uh, sensation. Like I think songs probably do it more for me than anything else. So, but what does autonomous sensory medium response really mean? Like it's. Three words and one Four word words. I really right yeah yeah three words I don't know and one I do <laughs> response I understand <laughs> but what is autonomous sensory and right so, um this was a term that was coined by uh, Jennifer Allen who is actually a cybersecurity professional uh, yeah. but she I guess was somebody who coined this term but. Uh, they wanted to name this phenomenon, but didn't want it to have a high risk of being perceived as sexual, because there are certain things about this whole thing that could be perceived as like um, fetish, fetishizing, or maybe uh, no, being used in a sexual about. nature. But they wanted yeah. to make the the name of it something that was not um, skewing it that way. So if you said it to somebody, they would they wouldn't just assume you were a freak or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, according to this, Alan chose the words intending or assuming uh, them to have the following specific meanings. So, autonomous, uh, spontaneous, self-governing, uh, within or without control. So, either within or without control. I think that, that's a little weird, but... So, autonomous. Yeah. Sensory, mm -hmm. pertaining to the sense or senses. I think sensory is pretty obvious. Sure. Uh, meridian, uh, signifying a peak, climax, or point of highest development. Um, <laughs> which that, I guess that could be kind of considered sexual, but meridian is a math term. So if you think math is sexual, I guess maybe. Um, and then response referring to an experience triggered by something external or internal. So. Right. And I think that's kind of it's kind of interesting because like uh, I think you you and me uh, would differ a lot when it comes to this because uh, I I I I have my own uh, like personal uh, beef with uh, ASMR, but but uh, but for me for me for me uh, 
especially when it's because if you search this on YouTube, you will get a lot of whispering. Uh, and uh, I think it was some 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 episodes ago. Uh, 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 we talked about it with Tilly that I have a fetish for for whispering. And I, it was at I the find... beginning of the show. You just you just yes. brought it up because you had somehow just realized it that week. You were like, "Oh wow, I didn't realize like this was a thing to me." And then we talked right. about it a little bit, but that is not where we kind of got this. Uh, but yeah, we okay. have talked about that version of it. But if you look up the YouTube videos, there's it's that's one maybe genre of ASMR video. I guess would be a good way uh, of putting it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the other one is like sixteen hours of uh, raining. On oh, there's. The... I we'll go into the other ones. There's probably <laughs> more than I could name, but uh, yes. that is. There's probably that is another one, but yeah. Well, let's go back to w- what you think about whispering and what the feelings and or sensation you get there for like, like I was talking but... about with music. Yes, for, for, for me, for me, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange. Uh, it it does matter if it's male or female. I th- I think that's kind of weird because I I I I look at myself as a bisexual man, so uh, I don't think it's a turn on if a man whispers for some strange reason. It doesn't like get me uh, uh, when a girl whisper. It has to be a girl for me. And huh. it, for me, for, for me, it's not not really like uh, that. Uh, I, I I I sincerely believe that my brain thinks that whispering is something uh, compelled to holding. Something secret, something, uh, something. Uh, if if I whisper to you, I do it because I have a reason for you for you to whisper. I don't want other people to hear it. Right. So when I listen to whispering, it's really, really, really personal. Like it's something personal for me because it's to me. And I am the only one in focus. Right. Even if it's a YouTube video with a million views. Right. Because for for me, for me, it doesn't really matter if it has a million views, because it's personalized in in a way that that, hey, I'm going to tell you something nobody else is hearing because I'm whispering. To you, to you, this message, messages. So I think like that's that's part of an ASMR uh, experience that goes into to my brain. It has to do with holding something secret, so, something, uh, something uh, uh, kind of dirty secret. But it, it, it is kind of uh, also I also think it uh, as also has to do with my fascination of rumors. Like I love rumors on a personal level. For example, like if I hear a friend of mine like have been drinking two days ago and like did something stupid, I really want to hear that story because <laughs> I like 
I like that kind of gossip. Right. So, I also think it has to do with, like, whispering is also triggered by, like, something something that I can't tell uh, anybody else. I was reading a lot about this. Uh, there's a pretty good website. I don't know if you checked it out, um, Fro, called ASMRUniversity.com. Okay. Uh, and they were talking a whole lot on there about um, the different kinds of, of ASMR and the maybe connection to your past and maybe mm. uh, even as far back as like uh, your subconscious from young childhood, maybe your parents or whoever whispered to you a lot and that uh, or told you secrets and things like that. And the whole idea of a secret, um, it's kind of it's exciting because it's like you said, it's ex that's where the excitement comes from is like it's a secret yes. nobody else knows like that's exciting uh, for anybody uh, knowing mm -hmm. a secret and you're in a group of people especially and nobody else knows it that's exciting so that's where that version of it comes from but I, a lot a lot of them are saying like maybe something like this happened to, to you in your past and you kind of built a built something off of it in your mind and that's what's triggering that response um, right so I guess this is a good place to go into what some of the other kinds of, of it are. So, um, uh, softly one spoken, of the examples, or, yeah, so, sorry. softly yeah. spoken or whisper would be a good because mm. some of them aren't exactly whispers. It's kind of like oh, no, 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 talking really low, low uh, oh. volume, but it's still very um, noticeable. Um, another one would be repetitive sounds of somebody doing a mundane task. Yeah. Such as uh, c cooking, vacuum. vacuuming, vacuum. Uh, turning the pages of a book, yeah. uh, fo folding towels was one of them I saw. Um, so just I... random little things. And I think those ones could also come from your past. Say when you're a baby or whatever, you, you're hearing uh, clothes being folded near you all the time. And then in, you grow up and then you start you hear that sound again and subconsciously... Right. It, it comes back to you as something important, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, I read so, a really yeah. interesting article. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a little sad that I didn't like save it on, on my computer because I wanted to post it when, I, when we talked about it, but, but I, I lost it. But uh, it, it was a really interesting article from Psychology Today or something like that, uh, where where it was talking about that kind of ASMR um, uh, with people uh, to do uh, with uh, 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 tr uh, traumas uh, in war. So what I did was uh, people had had a, a hard time coming back from war and sleeping. So, uh, repetitive sound does something to do with your brain that it's also like giving your uh, uh, brain images. So they tried to pe put people with that kind of... Uh, PTSD. Uh, PTSD, yeah, thank you. Uh, in, in special like sound tanks. And, and they actually slept better because their brain listened to like vac uh, like nine hours of vacuuming 
instead of like have uh, the brain having time to go over the traumas that happened in 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 the war. I found that really really interesting. Right, and we'll get into kind of a it, when people think of PTSD or, or uh, so, uh, what they've called it in the past, like the idea of um, like a Vietnam vet kind of freaking out because he hears maybe a car huh? backfire. We'll go into what that's <laughs> called in a minute because there is a reverse of ASMR, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we're let's go into this. Uh, let's keep going on the different types of uh, ASMRs there are. Uh, one of them is very prevalent on YouTube are role-play ASMRs, which definitely sounds sexual, but... um, They are not. (laughs) Well, I guess some people can consider it that way, but... Some of them are, but that's... Generally, generally, uh, the scenarios could include things like instructional demonstrations. Usually people in these are also talking in kind of a low, whispery type voice, but um, personal attention. uh, I saw one where it was like this lady was pretending to give you a scalp massage so she was just rubbing her hands on the camera kind of yep. um, methodical tasks, focused activities uh, consultations things like that um, uh, spa treatments uh, so these are like specific scenarios, spa treatments uh, nerve examinations hair salon visit, origami paper folding, unboxing <laughs> so un- all those unboxing videos you see on YouTube, those yep. are all considered uh, an ASMR trigger uh, magazine page turning, uh, yep. soft-spoken men painting methodically on canvas, which yep. they're specifically talking about this guy, Bob Ross. You know who yes. Bob Ross is? From yes, uh, PBS, right. Which he yep. has that very soft-spoken voice, and he's very kind all the time. And he's... Uh, so they're saying that that is considered, like, unintentional ASMR. Like, he didn't mean mm. to create this TV show that was... Um, triggering this in pe- in people but it, it did on accident kind of so there's lots of versions of things that could be considered unintentional ASMR uh, mm. including that or like uh, those sounds of the rainforest tapes from the 90s that people would play to uh, whales. put themselves oh. yeah whale sounds yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, crackling fireplace was a good one uh, one that I was talking about earlier uh, I'll watch like uh kind of uh, food videos or like cooking tutorials and things like that those can be considered unintentional ASMR so mm. uh, or sometimes people do them specifically for that reason like they'll do a cooking tutorial or like uh, what are they called um, mukbang those can be considered because the, the, just the sound of the food and things like that so uh, those can be either considered intentional or, or non-intentional so I think that's interesting but it's kind of it's, uh, like for me for me that kind of ha- has has uh, two ways of going into this ASMR thing. Uh, I I find a lot of other ASMR things other than whispering extremely irritating. Right, we'll get into that in a second. Let's uh, yeah, let's do. Um... Let's stay on like this stimuli and stuff like that, sure. and then we'll go into the okay. comparison. Because I have, I, I've got down what the other one is. It's just a, we'll get to that part because it's like the very opposite. So we want to kind of describe this first, but right. Um, let's talk about the sexual 
the sexual aspects of this, I guess, just so we can yeah. get it over with. Um, I found a pretty good explanation. That our, it's uh, basically said our endorphins released during... Uh, oh, our endorphins also released during an orgasm, meaning ASMR, there are different chemicals in your brain that cause this tingly feeling, and endorphins are one of them. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, their response to this is they say yes, but that does not mean ASMR is sexual feeling or a sexual response. Endorphins are also released when you severely injure yourself, but that does not mean ASMR is an injury response. Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting that, that, uh, that it has so, like, two uh, opposite the <laughs> kind of ways of, of, of getting into your body. Right, and it says ASMR is more similar to the phase immediately after orgasm. Uh, this phase mm. involves mu- muscle relaxation, feelings of well-being, increased desire, uh, and enjoyment from caressing, increased sleepiness, uh, and overall lack of sexual desire. So, in wow. in a way, it's almost the opposite of that. So, I thought that was uh, a good way of looking at it. Like, it can be that to some people, but to other mm. people, it's more of just a... I think a good way to describe it to some people is, like, that feeling right after you get a really good sneeze. Right. That feeling is kind of the same feeling people get from ASMR triggers. Yeah, no, no um, uh, uh, what I did find out when I was, like, researching this, it's kind of weird that, uh, and I, I, I kind of find that kind of fascinating, that ASMR can be as triggered in me as easy as it uh, does, but also irritates the F out of me. So it's kind of it's like, like yes, this is really sexual. Oh no, this isn't. <laughs> right. It's, it's kind of weird. I found another thing. Be... from. This is also from uh, ASMRuniversity.com. They say, okay. why do some people experience ASMR and others do not? Um, Good question. Think of a glass of water and a cup of sugar. If you put right. one grain of sugar into a glass of water, you probably won't be able to taste it. But if you slowly keep adding sugar, at some point, you will be able to taste it. And the level right. of sugar that make the water sweet will vary uh, depending on the individual. Mm. ASMR works in a similar way. Some individuals may only feel euphoria and comfort by snuggling a loved one or physical contact but never feel it by watching a, a video of the same thing because it's weaker stimulus. Uh, these people have a different thref- threshold for stimuli to trigger those types of feelings. So I think that's a good... Uh, I like the uh, sugar in the water uh, kind of explanation for it. So, um, And yeah, yeah let's get into the, this really opposite uh, thing that we've been you were just talking about, Fro, as far as like uh, some... Some ASMR triggers make you feel good, and then for you, some make you feel bad. I a lot of them don't make I, a lot of the videos don't make me feel good. They actually irritate the shit out of me. Specifically, the yeah. ones that you like, the the whispering, right. it irritates right. the crap out of me. Um, right. Because to me, it feels like what's a good way to describe this? The whole time I'm thinking, just talk in your regular fucking voice. That's me. <laughs> Like, I know you're just talking that way, and it's not the real way you talk. Like, why are you talking to me like that? That's how it comes across in my brain. Does that make sense, bro? 
<laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so there's this thing called m- misophonia. Uh, yes. Some relate it, uh, ASMR, to misophonia, which literally means the hatred of sound, is what that yes. means. Uh, it like manifests. Like, the whale, whale thing, like, I remember. I remember because my my mother, especially, is kind of not kind of. She is really like out there when it comes to to uh, religion. I remember like growing up in in a somewhat religious uh, way that my mom was really into reincarnation and kind of like into the indie way of things, and we had a lot of like. She was like sitting there and med- meditating with whale sounds and things like that. So when I hear like whale sounds, it brings <laughs> me back to right. those sights. And uh, it's so freaking boring. And it was so kind of like I did not understand what was going on around me. That is one thing about that's interesting about this whole thing is there's been a lot of research on this, but there is no um, definite. Uh, agreed upon reason this happens to people. Right. Um, so I think that's probably the most interesting thing about this whole thing is that uh, there have been attempts to collect d- data and uh, on all different kinds of demographics and uh, people with different clinical conditions to try to see like if wh- how this works on different people, but there's no real... Um, agreed upon reason that this actually happens so I think that's interesting uh, but misinf- misophonia uh, it, it, it says for example those who suffer from misophonia often re- report that specific human sounds including breathing or whispering uh, can participate feelings of disgust um, or anger uh, so I think this this whole thing is like you were saying with the um, with the whale sounds thing, maybe right. whispering in your mind from your childhood or whatever has a, a good connotation, and so you get good feelings from it, whereas whale sounds have a bad connotation, so you get bad feelings from it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, that, uh, that makes sense. But again, good. there's been plenty of research on this, and nobody really knows if it, that's where it comes from, from like some kind of history of sound, but yeah. I find that interesting. But I, 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 there, there, there's, there's an, um, oh, there's this word in 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 Latin uh, 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 called cesorius. Uh, I think it is cesorius, if I don't uh, remember incorrectly. Uh, that I also use when it comes to like ASMR things where where they say that uh, um, the whispering sound is uh, with a li- lot of S's like if you listen to, to the whispering it's uh, the S's in whispering that is turning you more on than another letter I huh. find that yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, I remember uh, reading about it, <laughs> about like, uh, especially the a- a- S sound is so, so soothing, so soothing, yeah, and when you whisper S, huh. 
Huh. It's kind of I, I, yeah. I didn't see that when I was doing my research, but I want I wonder how they uh, determine that. I guess, but I'd I'd have to see like the you know um, study they did. But yeah. Uh, where do we go from here? Oh, right. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of talked about. So. Yeah, the clinical way of using. We kind of talked we, about it with the whole PTSD yeah. thing of how they tried to use it for not only that but people with um, insomnia, which I have insomnia, but I I've never had anything. Re- uh, sometimes podcasts have helped me fall asleep in the past. Right. I usually have like a fan going when I'm trying to sleep because the sound of the fan. Like you said, that repetitive sound kind of lulls you to sleep. Um, but as far as me, as far as this goes, I I would say I'm more on maybe the misophonia side of it than, uh, than the ASMR side of it. Right. But I think it just depends, because like you said, um, the, that song, if you go to our YouTube page and you scroll down a little ways, because... We were going to do this last week. We ended up doing this week. but And you listen to that song. That song definitely gives me that tingly in the back of my neck kind of feeling. Uh, like the hair standing up on the back of your neck kind of feeling. Uh, right. So, yeah. I, I found... Uh, I sent you the link on, 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 on Skype there. I found one of the things that was talking about the series um, uh, by Dr. Goodward. And it's meaning admi- uh, admitting whispering or rusting sounds. Sure, okay. Yeah. I think another interesting thing they compared this with is um, synesthesia, which I, people have, like I've been told I have slight version of this in the past, but it's a, basically a, a condition where you mix um, different... Uh, Feet, uh, not uh, what's the word for it? Um, senses where you like you can hear a song and you'll see it as color, or s- some people see colors as numbers and things like that. Um, mm. I've I've had that where I see certain songs as certain colors or certain sounds as certain colors. I kind of had that uh, since I was very young, but uh, they kind of associate that with this because. Uh, a sound is giving you a physical feeling. Does that make sense? You're getting right. an actual physical feeling from a sound. That I, I think people don't realize how interesting that is. It's not like you're standing in front of a giant bass speaker that's like pushing air at you. It's putting sound into your brain and then your brain is creating feeling out of that sound. Think about how crazy that really is. Also, one of the things that I, I find kind of interesting that I w- use ASMR to is actually like learning, for example, like programming. They call it binaural a- ASMR. Have you heard about this? Uh, no. Or maybe so, I didn't. I just don't remember. But go ahead. Yeah, binaural ASMR is like you you listen to whispering of uh uh. C programming, <laughs> like programming, and you sure. get, yeah, your your brain just learns it because it's whispering instead of like talking you through it. I think you probably have to be like a specific, you have to be specifically <laughs> uh, attuned to that. Probably if it yeah. was me, I'd be like, just talk normally, idiot. Yep. What are you freaking moron? 
<laughs> it really does give me like anger feelings when I hear that. Like like yeah. it was saying with that misophonia. Like I really do yeah. like I can sit there and listen to it for a little while, but after like ten minutes I'm like, Oh my gosh because if you go and you see these ASMR YouTube videos, they're like an hour long, two hours long. Yeah. Some of them, like I said, Fro said earlier, there was the one um, sounds of rain on a car roof for oh. seven. It was seven plus hours long. Yep. But I guess if like you were playing it while you were trying to sleep, that makes sense because you'd sleep for yeah. about seven, seven or eight, eight hours, something like that. So it does make sense um, in that sense. But uh, if you go on YouTube, like we said, everybody can look us up. I don't know if you did this, Fro, but I found a couple of interesting um, channels. One was called. Oh yes, I, ASMR. I, 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 I one was called. Find some new of my favorite channels. Sure. It, okay. It, let it, me go yes. into mine first, and I'll let you do yours. But uh, I only okay. have two, so it's not going to take long. Uh, ASMR Zetgeist, which is a guy yep. who um, has he. He doesn't stick to like just the whispering part or just yeah. this or that or like role play. What he does all different kinds like uh, of like card shuffling and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then the one that and I saw that had funny. the most subscribers on YouTube, like the biggest one out there, was called uh, Gentle Whisper ASMR, and she yeah. had almost a million subs. I think it was like nine hundred and ninety eight k. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, ninety two. Yeah. So pretty no, close to a million, though. Yeah. No, she's my favorite uh, ASMR. Apparently a lot of people's favorite, because she has, like, o almost her. double of what anybody else has on, on YouTube. I, so. I love her whispering. Yeah. Do you think uh, her view count is affected by the fact that she's a woman doing it, as opposed to him not having as many subs, or... Uh, who well, knows, I guess. Like, like, like we talked about, well, like... What I uh, what I said, I don't get turned on when a man who does what? ASMR. Uh, I only get turned on when when a woman does it. So if you that's... were going to ASMR University, their explanation for that, I'm guessing, would be that it's more of a maternal feeling from your childhood. You know, you're bringing up the thoughts of your mother and your, the maternal uh, love that she has for you, and that so like a man's voice would be connected to your father, which people are probably not going to have his maternal uh, f uh, memories of, you know what I mean? So, I think yeah. that's where they would say that was from, but... Uh, one of also my favorites is ASMR Darling. I really liked her. Okay. Uh, she was really good. Uh, uh, and I also... Yeah, did you talk about Sensor... Uh... Body ASMR. It's really uh, good. Oh, okay. No, say that again, because I didn't quite hear that. Uh, sensor Audi. Sensor Audi. Okay. ASMR. Yeah, I liked him. But uh, ASMR darling is maybe one of my. Yeah, favorite. if you go to YouTube and you just uh, type ASMR and then you go into the channel search, it's like pages and pages and pages. But. There's like maybe ten that are like in the top, you know, that have over that have over a hundred yeah. uh, thousand, two hundred thousand subscribers. Everybody else is kind of in the lower brackets, but um, I would say there's probably a good ten, ten to twelve that are up there. So, ASMR Darling had uh, eight hundred and thirty-one k, so that's pretty good. 
Yeah, that's pretty close as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what like before we go out, out of this, what do you think? Like uh, uh, before we we talked about this, what was your impressions of ASMR uh, before and after you looked into it? Has it changed? Um, I remember writing this down because I was watching some other YouTube video, and they were kind of poking fun at it. I think in a way they were kind of like. Hi. Doing just random things and saying they were, saying they were ASMR, um, and so I was like, "Well, what the hell is that?" So I kind of put it on our list because I wanted to do research and figure out what the hell it is. So right. uh, that was kind of I never really and had this a was previous long, long, long before I talked about my my kind of right. I, we've had a list of things on there forever, but right. um, but yeah. Before that, I didn't have any concept of it at all, whatsoever. Yeah. And so this, these last two weeks of research has really been my introduction into it, to be honest yeah. with you. So. Cool. Yeah, and I, I looked, uh, uh, I thought uh, ASMR, before I, we had this as a topic, was only whispering. Right, okay. So... I was thinking like it was, had only whispering because that's more 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 or less what I I kind of in my brain connected uh, it to right connected it to but so I, you knew I, knew it was a thing though before like right. uh, associated with that I guess okay right. uh, moving on have you seen a movie this week Luke uh, yeah I saw Rogue One a Star Wars story ah um. I was kind of indif indifferent. Okay. I thought it was really good, um, but I wouldn't say it was... I, it was a really good Star Wars movie, but as far as other movies go, I wouldn't say it's anything super special, but I really like the feeling of being um, immersed into the kind of Star Wars world that this did a good job of. It made you feel like you were there, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it really put you in the in the place, whatever planet you were on, you really felt like you were part of that community. You really understood it, where uh, maybe the past, whatever, four, have not done a great job of, like, mm, inserting the viewer into it, where I thought this did a good job. Some of the storyline stuff was kind of, eh, some of the acting was kind of, eh, but I really liked the robot in this one. I thought he was very funny. Um, and the fight scenes, I thought, were amazing. I really like. I thought these was some of the best fight scenes in a Star Wars movie in the last uh, whatever ten, ten to fifteen years. So, yeah, I had this movie uh, in my top five movies of last year. Uh, right. Really, really, really like this top ten. I think it was by the way, not top five. But uh, yeah, I really, really liked it. So I'm happy that you liked it as well because I do appreciate your taste in movies talking about taste of movies I also saw a movie this week in 3D uh, and uh, I, uh, it is the latest uh, monkey movie as I called it uh, when I was ordering tickets it's <laughs> War War for the Planet of the Apes and holy shit it's a good movie I would rate it a 9 out of 10, and it's definitely my favorite of the new uh, War uh, Planet of Dates. This Dave's is the third movie. one, right? Yes. Okay. I need to see the, the second one before I see this one. but 
And the last one. Yeah. Because it uh, also, uh, always uh, was thinking of making a trilogy. And right, because this one's going to connect to the original, I'm assuming. Uh, do you want me to spoil that? Well, I've seen <laughs> the first one, and it was... No, but I mean, I'm assuming... If it's the last one, first one was the build-up, and then I'm assuming these last two were kind of the conclusion, and then after this would be what happened in the next movie, because, yeah. Right. Or the first movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I really, really, really liked it. Uh, Andy Serkis uh, should get the Oscar for this, and I'm not kidding. These kind of movies usually don't aren't in the Oscar running, but we'll see I what know. happens. Yeah. I know. But uh, no, I'm really looking forward to next week. Next week I'm going to see Dunkirk. It has a premiere here uh, today, actually. I, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I can't wait to see Dunkirk. But, Do you guys uh, usually get premieres on Wednesdays? That's very strange, to be no, honest. No, no, no. This okay. is a, a special premiere. because Yeah, sometimes that they do that so. here as well. Only for certain movies. but Right. But uh, no, uh, nine. Go and see it. I want to go see, uh, what, Baby Driver or whatever it's called? I, I, oh, yeah. That looks like it's going to be really good. I, I was thinking about going and seeing it this week. Just didn't make it to the movie theater, so. I really want to see It Comes at Night. Uh, that is uh, on my list. A horror movie. Mm -hmm. I heard really good things about it. But uh, let's talk about uh, this week's movie. What is it, Luke? Wish Upon. Mama. What? A little girl screaming? That was quite a profile shot she had there. Like lips stinging <laughs> out for a mile. That box looks really interesting. Let's keep it. Nothing ever can happen that's bad with a box. Girl fight. Socks. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep, making wishes to a genie has never turned out bad. She apparently has never read any stories ever. And <laughs> never seen uh, Death Wish. No, not Death Wish. Wishmaster? Is it Wishmaster? Wishmaster. Right. Yeah. Uh. I mean, even in the original, like, uh, you know. I want to say Aladdin, but um, not Aladdin. Uh, Alibaba and the whatever thieves. Yeah, forty thieves. Right. Yeah. Even in that, the wishes turn out bad. It's an old, it's an old, old trope. But this is looking very Final Destination esque. <laughs> it looks really generic. Oh, what's that? If Ooh. Didn't that happen in, like, last season of uh, Orphan Black? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Wish upon. So, what is this fantastic Oscar-nominated movie about? Jonathan Shannon gives his 17-year-old daughter Claire an old music box and that promises to grant its owner seven wishes. Uh, 
Skeptical at first, Claire becomes seduced by its dark powers when her life starts to radically improve with each wish. So, uh, it's a good wish, Fox? I guess so. If it's radi- radical improved? I mean... Does not seem like that's how the movie goes, but... Uh, it's got... <laughs> Just go to set that. I'm seeing 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Is that right? Yes. And 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yay. So With not great on rating. either side. <laughs> With average rating of 3.8 out of 10. Right. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So this is probably not a good movie, but... Who knows? Sometimes those critics are totally wrong, but this doesn't look good even from the trailer, so. It looks really, really, really generic. So where did you find your review from? Right, I went to the Facebook. Um, it's This did not have as big of a Facebook presence as some movies, but it is kind of like a, I would say, B-level horror movie. So it did have the okay. presence that a normal B-level horror movie would have on Facebook, but I got a couple of short ones. Um, Joshua Eddy says, This movie is a steaming pile of shit. Anyone who liked it is an idiot. That's his whole review. Um, <laughs> and then, Anyone that liked it is an idiot? Yes. And oh. then I got one from a- Adrian Chavez, who says, Did you ask R.L. Stein for permission to make an adaption of Be Careful for What You Wish For? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, it definitely uh, looks R.L. Stein-esque, like it could be a Goosebumps. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. That's why it's funny. Yeah, I found mine on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's our friend Epic Lady Sponge the Adventure. And she gives it one star and say, Don't rely on anything Wish Upon sends you. If you're completely uh, expecting to have nightmares on this poorly made horror excuse of bait, you definitely have problems, alright? Don't expect the entire film to be horrifying. Believe it or not, it's not actually horrifying in the first place. I heard that on the Facebook as well. That it, it's not actually a horror movie. It, pre- it presents itself as a horror movie, but it's not really a horror movie. So I think it's PG-13 is what they're going off of, so it's got it's got to stick to the... It can only go so far. It's not an R-rated movie, so... Uh, let's hope that Dunkirk, that has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, is better. We're going to talk about that next week. So, already has 97%. Well, yeah, but that minutes. means the, it can only go down, is the thing, so... I know, but it has 88% fresh and 3 rotten, so... Oh, right on. I mean... It could be better. Hey, Battleground Predictions, you against me, because there's no telling. Right, uh, let me double-check and make sure she didn't send me anything. No, okay. Uh, Battleground Predictions... Um, they have taken off one that was on here yesterday. Uh, I think we're going to predict it, because I read on WWE.com that it's probably going to happen. 
but I don't know if you okay. predicted one of these. But we'll, let's start at the pre-show. Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. I guess me and you will just... Do you want me to write yours down, Fro, or what? Yes. Please. Okay. Let me make a little thing. Okay. Um, uh, you go first, yeah. I said yeah, Dillinger as I well. Okay. Then I will go Aiden English, just for the hell of it. Okay. This is kind of a toss-up. Uh, I think it's more interesting. Either one of these guys, I think, could win. So, I think it's going. You got to a be cereal easy. bowl there, Fro? Right, so, yes. Sorry. <laughs> what kind of cereal are you, are you eating? Cereal? Yes, uh, I was eating uh, Fruit Loops. Ah, yeah. Like I, uh, I Fruit. told Fro this, but we never talked about it on the podcast. I, uh, I got some Apple Jacks, which was our number yes. one uh, cereal from our cereal bracket we did months How ago. Was it? Uh, I, it's good, but I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite cereal in the world. I hadn't had it since oh. I was a little kid. Um, maybe the, f maybe the formula has changed a little bit since I was a kid. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get back into this. Uh, <laughs> the one that I had down that, uh, is not on the, th the on the matches currently, but on, if you go to WWE.com, it does say something about Breezango. The fashion police. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, and what they did uh, did on Wednesday, on Wednesday they said, "Did you watch SmackDown?" Tuesday. Yeah, did you watch? Today's Smackdown? Wednesday. Yes. yes, but they did not say they were actually having a match on SmackDown. Yes, they did. No, uh, they did. Yes, they did. Go back and watch it again. They did not say they were having a match. They just said they said that they were going to meet you... somebody at at um at the pay per view. That they never oh, said yeah, they're okay. going to have a match with anybody because we okay. don't know who it is. But that they're just going to try to get to this thing. But if you go to WWE.com, it says, it seem, what in the thing it said, it seems like Brizango is calling out whoever is, uh, or has been called out by whoever this is for Battleground. That's what it says on the website. So I'm okay. guessing we're going to get a match. But we could not get a match because they could just make it a backstage segment. You know what I mean, Fro? So, right, right. But do we want to predict this and maybe predict who... Yeah. Could be the secret opponents for for the fashion police. Sure. All right. Why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going to guess that the secret opponent is uh, what about the Illuminati guys? Sure. Uh, Ascension. And Ascension, do you think yeah. they're gonna win, or do you think Brazengo is gonna beat them? No, I think Brizango is going to win. All right, let me down. Right, I'm writing that down. Brizango wins against. Okay. Ascension. And sure. I, I think Brizango is going to lose. And I think okay. maybe. I kind of have two. Op I have two options, but I think I'm going to go okay. with uh, Rowan and Harper come back Ooh, and they go against them one. the reason I think I think it's definitely going to be uh, Rowan because right. if you saw on Smackdown when they pulled the the uh, piece of paper out that said Battleground on it it's all written in like child letters and it has a big uh, piece like bitten out of the side of the paper um, mm. and I think that goes with uh, Rowan's the, the child like writing I think goes with Rowan but if it's not Rowan and Harper I think maybe it could be Rowan and Kane those are my two options but Ooh. I, 
even better. The only reason I think it could be that is because we kind of like months ago had Rowan and Harper go against each other. Right. But it's WWE. They could be like, oh, they got back together. They must like each other now. Like, they think we already forgot. So I'll say right. Rowan and Harper win and are the okay. secret. Yeah. Do we get points for who's coming in and who's winning? Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm fine with that. If you want to make that part yeah. of the bet, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. We could we could both get it wrong because it could end up being oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, what are those two guys from NXT? Uh, yes. Not the champions. The um, not the champions. But men at work. What's the uh, guy's name? Men at work. Yeah, or okay. something like. But uh, uh, we we either if it's uh, one and another, that's a separate bet who's going to win. So that is going to be one of us that wins and loses because you said they are going to lose and I said they're going to win. Right. That doesn't depend on who who they are facing. Sure. Uh, okay. What's next? Uh... Let's go Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Singles match. Uh, I'll go Nakamura. first this time, I guess. I said Nakamura. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said Nakamura as well. Yeah, no, I'm not going to change that because why the freak would I? Uh, next we have AJ Styles versus Owens for the US Championship. Who has it? Uh, AJ is the champion. Uh, how long has he has it? Had it? Oh, jeez, that's a good question. Um, thank you. Not long, I guess. I'm trying to think of who he won it from. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even remember who he won it off of. So wasn't that wasn't that uh, uh, um, he won it in in a. Uh... In a um, what, like a five-way match or something? No, not televised thing. Didn't he win it? Oh, a, that's right. Okay, that's where the that, that's what's confusing me. So he just show? won it like last week. So there you go. Yes, in a house show. Yeah. Okay, that means that is retraining because they're not going to like play right. hot. I said AJ as well. So. Yeah. But it could be that they switched it over to AJ on a house show just so they could get it on Kevin Owens. But Kevin Owens had it, like, not too long ago also, so... Yeah. Eh. All right. It's going to be a good match. Oh, definitely. All right. Uh, five-way elimination match to determine the number one contender for the women's championship. Uh, Flair, Lynch, Four. Natalia, Tamina, and Lana. Or aka, this is fucking stupid. Why are they doing this? <laughs> Especially since there's not a women's championship match on it. I don't know. <sighs> this is so stupid. What's your guess? But, uh, yeah, no, I have absolutely no clue at all. I said Lana, believe it or not. Okay. The champion right now is glow, glowtastic lady. Oh yeah. Uh, so I need a heal to win. Who else is healed in the match? Uh, Natalia, Tamina, Lana, and Sh Charlotte is kind of like halfway in between, it's... but she's kind of facey right now. 
Let's say Tamina. Sure. All right. Because why the fuck not? They're definitely doing some kind of Tamina Lana storyline, so I kind of yeah. think you could be right, or I could be right, like yeah. where they work together to get the title, and it could. I think either right. one of them could win. So, all right, John Cena versus Rusev for the flag match. Oh, this is so obvious. <laughs> uh, I think WWE needs to go and listen to uh, the right after the news segment, the Tron tells the truth from this week and learn yep. what's wrong with nationalism uh, before they but, uh, put these kind yeah, of matches no. on. Uh, John Cena. I said Cena as well. We're making too many of the same, though, so I'm going to go Rusev just to switch it up. But I think yeah. it's probably going to be Cena as well. The thing is, I mean, they both just returned. Yep. So, and Rusev l- looked uh, strong in the home, in the going home show for the baby. That's also one of the reasons why I'm saying Zena. I think that's why I said Zena as well, but they can yeah. swerve us on that kind of stuff. They've done it before. Oh yeah, yeah. That's All me. right, tag match for the tag team championships: Usos versus the New Day. Yes, I think we are going to have a title change. So I'm going to say the New Day. I said the New Day as well. Really? Yeah. Oh. I I wouldn't. I'm. That's not even surprising to me. That's kind of a given one to me because yeah. I think the reason they put it on the Usos is so that they could get it on a heel, just so they could get it yeah. on the New Day. So. Yeah. I totally agree. And and they had they had it for a long time. That's also one of the reasons why. <laughs> All right, final match, Punjabi prison match. Uh, Jinder oh. Mahal versus Randy Orton. I I I know who's not winning. The viewers in the <laughs> arena. Uh, yeah, I was right when I, whatever the last pay per view I was trying to explain to you what, what the rules <laughs> were, and Fro was like, D- either didn't remember what the rules were, or maybe you weren't watching wrestling the last time they had one of these matches. I don't even no, remember. No, I was not. Sure, because it was a long time ago with Kali, but um, yeah, the rules are really convoluted. Like, you have to open a door, it's open for, whatever, 60 seconds, and if it <laughs> closes after 60 seconds, the door can't oh. reopen. And That whole part is just way confusing and overbooked and stupid. It's like, it looks really cool. You don't need to have all these stupid other no, rules. I think it looked, it like, look- as far as, like, the look of the cage, it looks... Um, different than anything else. It looks interesting. Like, if I was somebody who just started watching wrestling and I watched SmackDown and saw this giant double cage made of bamboo and stuff, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> and then they tell you the... And then they would tell me the rules of the match and I would go, oh, maybe not as interesting as I thought. <laughs> now, I'm so not looking forward to this match, but I am sadly going to say Ginger Mahal. Because uh, I said Jinder as well. I there's no 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 chance Randy Orton is winning it in this convoluted way. I just I I don't let see alone it. the fact that it's a Punjabi prison and has all these stupid rules. I don't want to see Jinder Mahal oh. versus Randy Orton again. No, nope, me just, neither. That, like, I don't care what kind of match it is. It could be, like, a 
jump out of an airplane at 40,000 feet and then <laughs> fight each other in the air and then when you get on you have to land inside the ring and then fight each other in a ring that's surrounded by crocodile moat I still don't want to see a Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton match isn't it kind of sad that this is the third time we are watching those guys against each other in a pay-per-view I just I don't care I think Randy Orton doesn't help at all to begin with because he's boring but yeah <laughs> No, this is so convoluted. I, 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 uh, uh. Let's get, get over Get somebody it. else to battle Jinder already. That's what I need. That's what we want. That's what we need. So I don't even care if it's Baron Corbin at this point. I'd rather, like, I don't even like him, and I'd rather have him than Randy Orton, but. Hey, I'm going to switch a little around since we are agreeing to too much. Uh, I'm going to say the Usos are going to retrain their title. Sure. Uh, just because we agree too much. Uh, let's see what we got. One dis one agreement, two agreements. We only got Can't three. Disagree. We only agreed with three out of eight or nine, I guess, if you include the okay. guess on. So yeah, we're, we're, we're playing yeah. fine right now. So. Cool. Yeah. Most important, uh, like what I actually think and what I say is two different things because we have to think that we don't agree uh, on everything. That's boring for the listeners and also boring for us. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, well, that and uh, the way the way wrestling is, if we all pick the same thing or whatever, then we all get something wrong. It's better to like have it different because the chances are something is going to go a way we didn't predict, so. Right. Alright, on to the next and last thing of the show, Big Brother UK, week yep. six. I only have seen three episodes of it this week, because I wasn't home. Right, so, so until I, he's not here. I am here. really looking forward to listening to your recapping of this, because, well, I, I have seen some of it, because, yeah, I, I watched uh, uh, two days ago, uh, a day ago, and I also watched the elimination. The fi- oh, right, the okay. Double the live eviction, Elim- right? Which um, kind of if you watch it, it's actually two days because the the first eviction you see was on the day before, but they right. show you the day before on that day, and then the, the, they did a live eviction. So it wasn't really like yes. a technical double eviction where they did it all in no. the same live show, but it was a double eviction well, within the week. And I think, actually, we're going to get the same thing this week, but we'll talk about that uh, at the end of this review. So, Uh, We did get the finale date this week. Um, I saw it in in all all the places, the sun, which we we had another (laughs) article which, like, we don't go to the sun to get, like, our news or anything, but it just so happened that that's who broke the story, and they broke this story as well, so I don't know what's going on there, but um, July 28th, Will uh will be the live July. finale. July twenty eighth. Yes. So in holy shit, nine days. Yes, nine so days. We will do uh, after this week. Where we'll do another week. Next week we'll do a full week, and then the week after that we're only going to cover th- uh, three days: Wednesday, Thursday, and then we will cover the finale uh, in two weeks. Wow. And then after that we need to figure out something else to do so if anybody out there 
has any TV shows coming up after the 2nd of August uh, that you want to recommend, send them in to the email or send them to our Facebook or whatever. Uh, we have some plans if nobody comes up with any, anything else, but we'd love some uh, user input or, or some listener input because some people didn't want us to do this in the first place, but... Um, right, so if you didn't want us to do this, go ahead and send us something you did want us to do or you do want us to do, and then you get a, a say in it, which... To be honest, we did the same thing after we did the last show before we did Big Brother UK and nobody said anything, so we did Big Brother UK. Um, but yeah, that's, and I, I, that's I, I the news. I can already tell you that I am going to have a challenge thing because I want a new round of me watching bad things, but uh, I have to wait to till it's back. So I'm going to challenge Luke and Tilly uh, to give me bad TV shows to watch. A new round of that, so that is going to be interesting. Okay. Fro has not told me anything about this, so we'll have to talk about it later, but we'll figure out yep. something, I guess. Some, um, sometime. Right. Sometimes. Because we have a lot coming up in the next few weeks, but um, yep. we'll figure out some time it's for it. To, it's not uh, going to be in the next week, because like we have a lot of things Right, going totally. On. Okay. So, this week from Big Brother, um, let's start day 37, episode 38. Um, right, this is, uh, we're still on the the hunt task. Uh, oh, right, no. Sue is not sorry for seeing her dog uh, from last week. And Hannah oh, yes. says she's, she can't trust Simone. She doesn't feel like she can trust her because last week we found out that or Simone told everybody that she had put the bottles in Kieran's bed. Um, and uh, everybody found out about it. And so Hannah is like, wow, she lied to me. And now I feel like an idiot because I totally believed her. Uh, so mm. she feels like she can't trust her. Um, which comes, I think, comes up later in this in this week. But we get our can, new can shopping task. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I just have a question. Isn't this kind of a little thing to like call I understand like uh, it's a big thing inside there but like deciding who you're going to trust or not trust uh, based upon this isn't that kind of uh. I just think she felt like kind of used because uh, Simone had told her like straight up I didn't do that I didn't do that and then Hannah 100% right. backed her and even defended her to people and then found out okay. it was totally true. So she was defending something that was a lie. And so she felt kind okay. of used. So she didn't trust her because what if she does that to her in the future? Hannah, oh. Hannah feels like, oh, can I really stand up for you in the future when I don't know if you're just lying about it? So I understand the trust yeah. issue. but that, that I understand. Right. So we got our new shopping task for this week. It's called The Hunt. Uh, housemates have to compete to stay off the block. So we're not going to have any nominations. Um, you're gonna have to compete. So this is very. This is a lot more like Big Brother US. This yes. week, this week of UK, not any other time, but just this kind of week because they have to compete to stay off the block, and then. Uh, and I think that's kind of interesting because they did the Temptation thing in United Kingdom as well. I was wondering if this was them kind of testing the waters to kind of switch up Maybe. and go more towards a, a US kind of. 
uh, gameplay style, but I don't think they'll ever do it. Uh, I really don't think. I mean, at, right after this, I think two weeks or a week and a half after the finale of Big Brother UK is, is the uh, celebrity Big Brother UK. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think they're going to do it for that either. And if they do it, it'll be next year. But, um, but, but wait, have you seen any names for that? There's a list out. There is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a complete list, but I, I let's let's oh. not do it this week. Let's wait till Tilly's around so she can tell yeah. us if she's heard of any of those people because she's kind of the resident expert on England, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, but it isn't like any famous people from United States in it. This I haven't. I like I said. This. I know that the list is out there. Have not looked at it. So okay. If you want to look it up right now. We could discuss it when you find it, yep. but let's try to get through this. Uh, we get a pa package yeah. task where they have to pass this package that's wrapped up multiple times, and each one of them has to pass it to another housemate and give a reason to pass it to them, and the person who tears off the packaging and underneath it, it says targeted, uh, will be up on the block. So um, Chanel ends up getting targeted, and she gets put up on the block after they pass it around a bunch. Um, we get another task in this hunt thing where they have to do they have to guess who's t uh, it, they put up tweets and they blank out the name and then the people have to guess what the t what house guess the tweet is about um, and Simone Simone ends up going on the block here so Chanel and Simone we know are so far on the block I guess if you know you, Big Brother US, you know what the block is. Big Brother UK, maybe you don't know what the block is, but it just means you're up for a nomination. Or you're up for eviction, I mean. Uh, right, next we have um, Simone telling... Oh, Simone tells Ellie that Andrew... She, uh, she know has known Andrew on the outside of the house, and he's a lot different. And Andrew gets mad at this. He says it's a lie. And then Simone and Andrew kind of argue about this. And Andrew gets really upset because she says that he doesn't have a penny to his name. So Simone is, for some reason, saying she knows Andrew really well on the outside of the house, like she knows all about him. But Andrew is saying, I don't know this girl at all, so I don't know who to believe here, but uh, Isabel defends Andrew because they're really good friends. And everybody basically hates Simone at this point. Uh <laughs> Charlotte is talking to Isabel, and she says, we're pretty much the only normal people in this house. And I have to agree. And I don't know if Isabel is even included in that. <laughs> I guess I if you know. take away the tan, Isabel is pretty right. normal. Everything else except for that tan, she's totally normal. But And actually, the more she kind of... Her tan's been fading since she's been in the house. It's not as bright orange as when she first got in. She seems she looks more normal now too, but uh, right. Simone gets in a fight with Charlotte here, so uh, basically because Charlotte and Andrew are best friends, Deborah explains to Simone that she doesn't need to say everything that comes to her mind when it comes into her head, and that's what been getting her in trouble because she'll just say what she's thinking about somebody, and they'll get offended. Uh. We end with a drunk Simone and Sue joking about kicking Andrew out of the house. But they're basically screaming because they're both really drunk. And Andrew is in the other room and he can hear everything they're saying. So, right. 
he gets kind of upset, but he's also kind of like, they're just stupid idiots. Uh, so, next day, day 38, episode 39, uh, we get part of our hunt. Uh, you have to hit a button, uh, Big Brother names off housemates, and each housemate gets a chance to save one person, one other housemate, and anyone who doesn't, uh, get their name written down to be saved ends up facing eviction. And Sam and uh, Isabel end up not getting saved by anyone because some people double up uh, on certain people. Um, And Sam and Isabel end up having to pick between the two of them which one of them is going to go up on the block. And this is like the second time Isabel has gotten stuck in a situation where she has to... Uh, she had to decide on the temptation last week, like, between her and Charlotte, I believe. Um, right. So, Isabel, uh, chooses to go on the block, basically. She says that, she's like, oh, I've been in here a lot less time than you, and I haven't been on the, on the block. Uh, so she lets, or Sam basically just lets her go up there. And the housemates think that Sam should have fought it, because he's the man, and that he, and because she's a woman, uh, he should be more gentlemanly. Like I think this is more of like, just a UK kind of um, mentality. Because in America we would have been like, "Good, get on the block. I want to win." That you know what I mean. In Big Brother US, there would have been we get more of that later with uh, who goes out because of this hunt thing. But we'll talk about that then. Ellie, by uh, the way, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I uh, no, I I looked up the celebrity Big Brother lineup, and okay. I know of one name, <laughs> and all is uh, United Kingdom bound. So we will right. talk about Who... when the list back. Oh yeah, let's do that. All right. Ellie, uh, in the save task, she didn't save Sam, and he ended up not going yeah, on the block. But it? she didn't she didn't pick Sam because she thought. Somebody else was going to. She ended up yeah. saving Ellie because she thought nobody was going to try to save Ellie. Um, oh, wait, no. Sam saved Ellie, but Ellie didn't save yes. Sam. That's what I meant. And Ellie feels guilty for saving Charlotte instead of Sam because uh, she thought people weren't going to give a crap about Charlotte and that they would probably end up picking somebody else before her, but she doesn't want Charlotte to go. Uh, and I don't know why she didn't pick Sam. I have no idea. But we get a, another task where there's a treasure chest, and the people who have been uh, put up for eviction, Isabel, Chanel, and Simone, have to search for keys in the woods uh, to unlock three locks on these treasure chests. So they have to run around this like wooded area they've created in the backyard and try to find keys. And I guess the point here was they could have each picked somebody and then kind of the first person to find the keys... Uh, would have ended up getting their person out. But for some reason, the three ladies decide we're all going to decide on somebody and that's the person we're going to pick. So that's what they do. And uh, they end up picking Sue for eviction. She, uh, Sue explains uh, to the group right here that Simone is not... She's not trying to be mean when she says things that come to her mind. And that... Simone is just, like, wired differently than everybody else. She's not... Mm-hmm. She doesn't think the same way they do, and so people see it as weird, but it's really just she's not... She just has a different way of thinking about things, and 
the rest of the house guests cannot understand this. Um, so they all see her as weird or different or annoying. Mm. Uh, and Sue, I guess at this point we realize she's kind of on Simone's side because she either feels bad for her or is just... Uh, I think we find out later in the interview that she they had agreed before they went in the house because they were both they both went in at the same time that they were going to be a team and stick together. Um, we get a truth or dare section. Not, it's not part of the task, but they do truth or dare in this house a lot where Kieran ends up kissing Isabel. Uh, Simone gives (laughs) Sue a lap dance and then Raph, somebody dares Raph to give Andrew a lap dance, but Raph won't do it because mostly he doesn't want to lead Andrew on because we know Andrew (laughs) has a crush on him. And it's, I, I like, like, how much must he hate Andrew? Like, he really doesn't like him. Well, he just also doesn't like physical contact, remember? So I think Bro. a lap dance would probably cross that boundary. Yeah. But I think he's more thinking, like, I just don't want to lead this guy on, and I don't want it, yeah. it to cause any problems in the future. And uh, But at the end of this episode, they end up kind of talking out, talking about it, and basically saying, wow, that was awkward. Between, you know, like... Uh, the fact that you had to kind of turn me down and Andrew's like I understand yep. why you did it it's just that was super awkward for everybody alright day 39 episode 40 Friday our double eviction night uh, which is technically not but it's our eviction night and uh, the housemates get to decide who is evicted we find out uh, Emma is not in outside the house we start with Emma inside the house and she's wearing uh, black pants, like a black camisole top, which I thought was very nice. Yeah. Uh, Deborah says. Oh, Deborah says she's trying to uh, cock block Sam because she doesn't want Sam and uh, Ellie to have sex in her bedroom because she thinks because she just doesn't want that mental image. Of where of that happening where she goes to sleep, and so she says that's what she's going to try to do, which she ends up doing later. Oh, but so cute. Chanel and Hannah argue because Chanel. I just wrote down because Chanel has to be the center of attention. That's the only reason they oh. argue. <laughs> I, I I like my my nerves around Chanel is getting thinner and thinner every single episode. Right. <laughs> so Ellie, uh, she admits to the DR that outside the house, she's a, when it comes to guys, she's a really jealous person. She calls herself, she like says she's got an alter ego called Psycho Ellie, and that she mm-hmm. feels like Sam might be bringing that out in her because she's been. Last week we talked about she was getting jealous of Isabel when there's really no reason to, but Psycho Ellie is taking charge, I guess, at this point, especially when she drinks, and they drink every night in this house. I don't think we've seen in the Big Brother US, I don't think they've had alcohol maybe one night all no. through the last three weeks or whatever, but every night in the UK house. Um, but you have to remember in the US uh, house there are Christian lunatics. All of them. Something. All of them are, yeah. yes. And that's the thing, I was like, uh, maybe they none of them drink. Because I found out this week, none of them smoke cigarettes in the Big Brother U.S. house. I saw that somewhere, and I was like, that's weird. I guess I never noticed that they never go smoke 
anywhere. Yep. Or you never see footage of it. But not a single one of them smokes. Huh. I guess yeah. that just said something for the, uh, you know, the education we have in America as far as cigarette go- cigarettes goes. Maybe it's working because people aren't, you know, uh, at least the younger people I know, none of them smoke either. Maybe they have like vape vape pens or something like that, but they don't smoke cigarettes because people just see that as bad now. So, yeah, good. It's kind of like McDonald's. Like, tons of people just won't eat at McDonald's because of the stigma of eating it at McDonald's. Not necessarily the health thing, but they just don't want to be seen as somebody who eats at McDonald's. Um, Right, where were we here? Chanel and Hannah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, Sue and Simone have become best friends at this point, we realize. But they're kind of... They've become separate from the house as, like, their own little group of two. Um... This is the part where the targeted housemates, uh, Sue, Simone, uh, Chanel, and Sam, excuse me, they get sent, ba- sent back to the woods, which of course is outside, right outside the house, but uh, the woods go completely dark right here, right? And they just say that somebody has been evicted. So this is where the public, I guess voted uh during the week and i thought this part was very cool all the lights go out and the four of them are just standing there and then we get this kind of horror movie shot of like this hand coming out of the darkness and grabbing simone by the shoulder and pulling her away and the lights turn back on and the people on the inside of the house are all watching this on tv the lights turn back on and simone's gone so that's the way they saw it is like the lights went out and lights came back on simone's disappeared and gosh, I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy with her. Right, oh and you guys, God. you guys got this right. But uh, last uh, week we predicted, and both you guys said Simone. I think I said Isabel, so I was totally wrong. But we didn't predict. We knew there was going to be a double, but we didn't predict yeah. two. We only predicted one. I totally forgot about it, but it's fine. We can predict a double this week because I'm pretty sure we're going to get one. But uh, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure as well. Uh, uh, definitely when we. We haven't gotten the dates that it's the 28th. That's really, really, really soon. <laughs> uh, this is the part where I was watching some YouTube videos on Big Brother US, and they were about possible plants in the history of Big Brother. Like, um, contestants, maybe they just put into the Big Brother house to stir shit up uh, oh. that weren't real, real contestants, but uh, they treated them that way. And I was thinking maybe Arthur and Simone could have kind of been that. Where they just had them in there to stir shit up, and then they left. Especially Arthur, the way he left, and the like, the way he was stirring shit up in the house. I would not be surprised if Big Brother just put him in there uh, to stir shit up, and then he left. You know what I mean? But I could be wrong. Right. This is where we're in the <laughs> we're in the bedroom, and Deborah does play by play of Sa- Sam and Ellie in bed making out. So she's sitting there doing like a play-by-play of what's going on in the bed, and this is just but it her. Was funny. This is it her cock blocking really Sam, like she was yeah. saying at the beginning of the episode. But it was funny. Oh yeah, the play-by-play was hilarious because she's like, I, "I, they're making out, look, they're really kissing now. Look, I think I see some grabbing <laughs> happening." So we get our uh, Simone interview because she was a, a evicted from the house yesterday, and this mm-hmm. is the live show. Uh. I wrote down, Simone cries and explains her life and why she's the way she is. She, the, she's the first person to really cry in an interview. Uh, 
Oh, I also wrote down Emma. Emma has freaking gorgeous eyes. Like I think that's the thing oh. that that's the most the most uh, attractive part of Emma Willis is her eyes, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Um. This we, we get I our second eviction here. And we get a live eviction with Emma inside the house. So, the housemates are... At this point... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. At this point, I was pretty sure it was going to be Sue. I was like, I I can't see anybody else going right. out. So, uh... Right, so the housemates get to decide who goes. Which, this is also like Big Brother US. Because the public doesn't get a vote here. But Chanel and Sue are up for eviction, uh, right. and each each of the housemates has to go and stand behind them uh, to decide who to save. So wh- whoever they stand behind gets saved. But before they do that, Chanel and Sue get 30 seconds to make a speech to the rest of the house guests to try to get them to mm-hmm. save them. And I wrote down, this is Big Brother US. <laughs> yep. Because that's what they do every time. They get the 30-second speech, every which they never do this time. in Big Brother UK ever, but they did nope. it this time, this this week. Um, so so it goes with your theory of, of that they are trying out this. Right, totally. This kind of formula, yeah. Uh, Sue gets evicted here because everyone saved Sue, but Charlotte uh, stood behind Sue just to kind of give her a pity vote. Um, and we get our Sue interview here, and uh, she has most, a lot of most thing, thing thing about it is how much shit she talks about everybody else in there. Right. She well, she, she the thing about Sue was she was talking the shit in the house, basically right yeah. to their faces. So she wasn't being like backhanded or anything when she oh, was no, doing it. Like not. she I'm was not a not. very outspoken lady who would just tell you how it is right to your okay. face, and people don't like that. The thing that's the thing about being truthful is people hate like mm, I, I've experienced this especially in my life when um, I'll say something that people don't like. For instance, the uh, things in the past with the election. I'll say something and I'll be like, uh, "Watch out! This might happen. This is something that could happen." And people get really mad, even though you're just saying this is a possibility. And then that thing happens, and you're correct. That's when people really get mad. And Sue says yeah. things that are are accurate about people, but are not necessarily the kindest. But they are accurate. And then people get mad at her, even though she's telling the truth. I don't know. That's just the way I see her as a person. But she talks a lot about this in al- about alphas and betas in this interview. Have you ever heard of this before, Fro? This concept? What? No. Alpha, alpha and beta people? human beings this is an incredibly conservative like if you go on 4chan and go to like uh, or like uh, reddit and go to the Donald Trump uh, forums on there you're going to see a lot of talk about alphas and betas Cody from Big Brother US he was talking all about that even in his interview and in the house about how certain people are alphas certain people are beta he was talking about Josh uh, I think the Puerto Rican guy right you know what I'm talking about right. in Big Brother US? Right. He was saying, he's yeah. such a beta, you're such a follower. Uh, what did he say? You have a victim mentality. Like, it's a very specific conservative view that is especially expounded by people like Alex Jones, who says, oh, look at these betas. They're so weak. And they're so this and that. We need to talk about this whole concept in the future because it's 
it's weird and mm. pretty offensive once you start to get into it. Um, okay. Write it down. I'll yeah, I'll write it down on our sheet. But uh, All right, day 40, episode 41. Uh, this is eviction day, and we find out that it's Chanel's birthday in six days, so she'll be celebrating yeah. that in the house next week. Isabel says... Um, Isabel's talking to the, the other ladies in the bathroom, and she says that she has a really ugly vagina. And she... Yes. <laughs> which I don't know if that's Sorry. just like a, a woman thing where, you know, you know when uh, ladies will be like, oh, I feel so fat, I'm, I'm look at how fat I right. am, but really they, they just want some positive feedback. I don't know if that's what this was or she actually thinks she does. Because we don't actually get to see or anything, but... Um, if we don't get to see her vagina, no. So, we get a task here. It's a how... They say it's a how-to video task, but it's really not. But the housemate, housemates, uh, <laughs> they all make individual videos based on personality traits. The housemates have to pick which of the people they think has that personality trait, and then they get to watch the video from that person. It's basically just to stir shit up in the house, like normal. So our kind of things that we get are popular, who's popular, who's two-faced, who's a follower, and who's manipulative. And manipulative is the last one. And basically half the people in the house don't know what manipulative is, what it means. And some of them don't even know how to say it. Like Ellie doesn't even know how to say the word. Yep. Not the smartest group of people. sounds a little like me when I, when I look words. Right. But you know what manipulative means, and you're, it's not even I your do. first language. <laughs> I, I do. Um, but but, uh, but uh, she's like, she's like, okay, to, to be honest, she isn't maybe the smartest person in the, on the earth? Right, Ellie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, she's not the only one that does. Andrew, I remember, he did, said he didn't know what it is, a few other people, so. Yeah, that was kind of strange that I was pretty sure Andrew would knew, know. He doesn't seem like the brightest bulb in the box either, but uh, uh. Sue and Tom get in a fight about who's about um, being called the most manipulative during this task, but they just kind of generally don't like each other. At least two, Tom seems to not like Sue. I'm not really sure why, but uh, mm. this is the part where the housemates build a pillow fort, and they all, like a bunch of them try to go in this pillow fort, but it mm -hmm. all collapses on top of them, which is very funny. Uh, and this is where we get the surprise, the surprise uh, Simone eviction, because uh, oh, this is where we get a surprise eviction because people thought that yesterday was the eviction because we've had yep. Thursday evictions for the last few weeks, except for last week we had a Friday eviction, and then they do another Thursday eviction of Simone. So the housemates yep. thought they were done with evictions for the week, and then I think it was Chanel heard the crowd from inside the house and they're like oh crap we're getting another eviction uh here on friday so they're all running around rushing to get ready uh you know getting their dresses on and things to look good for tv and sue gets evicted and i wrote right here this is the part where i realized wait sue got evicted over chanel chanel is like yeah. probably one of the biggest threats to win in this game yeah uh, in the top three at least Oh, in Big Brother US, she would have gone because people would have thought th saw her as a threat. But yes. in Big Brother UK, they can't do that because then they'll see, then the public <sighs> will see them as uh, playing a game. You know what I mean? So and that's it's stupid. 
Well, it's the difference between Big Brother US and UK is like you can't get those people out the way you do in Big Brother US because you'll you'll be seen as a snake, and then the public won't want to vote for you. It's just a mm. whole different way of playing the game. But Charlotte says uh, she felt bad for Sue. That's why she stood behind her to save. Um. Oh, Andrew all of a sudden hates Hannah's face, is what he says. I don't know yes. why Andrew all of a sudden hates, from? hates Hannah so much. I don't. I really don't yeah. know. You just like all of a sudden... Ne- I, they, ne- they never had anything to no do No arguments, with and they've been friends in oh. the past and everything. Like, they've gotten along, and all of a sudden, I think it's like that thing, like, you're just around people 24-7, and then little tiny things start to annoy you. You know what I mean? Um... I think that's what it is. Is it's more of that, but he he actually says he hates her face. So, uh, Charlotte <laughs> says she thinks Raph and Chanel uh, won't actually be best friends on the outside of the house, and that Raph mm-hmm. is more just playing this uh, up as a as being friends with her because he's the only she's the only person that will actually connect with Raph because he's a little um, he's a little hard to deal with, I guess. Uh, and Raph... <laughs> a little hard to deal with. That's really nice of you to say. <laughs> well, I mean, he's just got a lot of, like, I don't know, uh, quirks about him. That, like, you have to right. kind of wa- walk walk around so you don't offend him and things like that. Uh, we end this show with uh, Raph... Uh, uh, Raph having, like, an awkward pause... Why did I write that? I don't know. But that's how we end the show. It's just Raph and an awkward pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Day 41, episode 42. What are we at? We got th- just three more days left. Sh- Charlotte is annoyed by Chanel. Uh, Andrew gets a secret mission. And Andrew... What does he say here? Uh, oh, he has to cause chaos and arguments in the house. And we find, uh, but we also find out that Chanel has a secret mission at the same time, but it's the exact same mission as Andrew. They just don't know they're having the same mission, but they're both trying to cause chaos and like start fights with people at the same time. And so everybody's like, "What the hell is going on right now?" And shit, basically everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's going crazy in here." Except Chanel is not is really the, great at it. First she, yeah. Is this the first time uh, we had uh, two people having the same mission? Usually what it is, is it'll be one person will have one mission and the other person will have the opposite mission and not know about it. And then it's usually Mm -hmm. the person with the opposite mission that's supposed to win win the task. But this one, they both had to do it. But they end up winning the task and they get a pampering session with Raph and Isabel, which they get to choose. Uh, we get a task right here, a which house ha- housemate am I game where each housemate describes another housemate and everyone has to guess which housemate that is. Um, and here Andrew gets in a fight with Hannah, but I think it's just because Andrew is annoyed by Hannah uh, mm. in general. And Ellie gets upset because she doesn't feel pretty for some reason. Uh <sighs> But she does this a lot because she just compares herself to everybody else, especially Isabel. Uh, mm. But, but uh, Sam kind of makes her feel better. To, yeah, to be honest, out of those two, I think Ellie is the most pretty one. 
Uh, between Ellie and Isabel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I guess I classical so. beauty, you'd probably say Isabel's prettier, but it's, but you have to include personality. And in, if yeah. you include personality, Ellie is definitely more attractive. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Oh, they're going to bed, and Deborah is... In, she sleeps in the same bed with Charlotte, and Deborah just lays in a big old fart when she gets into the gets into yeah. bed, and Raph puts garlic in Hannah's pillow as kind of a, a prank, um, mm. and Raph thinks this is a joke, but Hannah gets really really mad at this because Hannah's already been annoyed by Andrew and everything else, mm. and she ends up getting Raph at the time she finds out Raph is in the diary room, and so she ends up waking up the other side of the house who are all it's dark in there and they're all asleep and she wakes them all up to get mad at some people who didn't even do anything and then Rafkin comes out of the diary room admits he did it but Hannah is still kind of mad at Raf so next day day 42 episode 43 housemates wake up to a new task and uh, a big red button in the middle of the house with uh I want to say dollar signs, but it's pound, pound yeah. signs all over it. And it uh, is in black and gold. Right. So this is the one of the episodes you saw. Uh, yes. This is the ta the steel task we find out. The housemates gets the the house gets split into two teams, and battle to keep uh, twenty thousand pounds in the prize money. So, out of the prize money, twenty thousand pounds pounds has been taken out. And they have to compete to keep it in there. There's a gold team and a black team. And the button gets activated at random times during the day. And they have to hit the button to get the amount of money on screen. The high, the team with the highest do, uh, money amount at the end of uh, three days uh, will win this task. And but, we find out... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. But uh, we found out that... Uh, they will be tempted to keep it for themselves. Right. Whoever I'm, we find out whoever wins this, then the team, the yeah. one of the people in that team will get a chance to steal it uh, out I of the prize money. Really by the way, so if they get you're right, if they if they yeah. steal it out of the prize money and people find out, they're yeah. gonna get put up for nomination next week because they've already right won money. Away. Right. There's yeah. instant reason for you to. Put them up for nomination. Um, so, uh, oh, right. That's what we just said. Teams uh, must stay in the same room. And Kieran does not want to move rooms because he's been sleeping in the whole, same bed the whole time. And he says, if I'm going to move rooms, I want to move my mattress to another room. Yep. Uh, so we get a part of our the steel task to win 2,000 pounds for their team. Uh, either I wrote this down. Oh, Tom or Hannah have to eat t ten uh, century eggs. Which, if nobody knows what a century egg, it's basically oh. a fermented or like pickled egg that's been um, so turned. Incredibly. It's like black and gross. Yeah, it's like a delicacy in certain parts of Asia. Uh, but it looks like it looks like. Puke on a stick. It looks right. terrible. It's like a greenish black egg. Right. Hard boiled Ooh. looking egg. Uh, but t they have to eat 10 of them 
to win 2,000 pounds. And I've seen people try to eat one of these, like, on YouTube videos and throw up. Um, and, but, uh, right, so they have to eat ten of these. And they just vomit, like, they don't, they eat them, but I wouldn't say they keep them down. Because it's like, eat one, and then vomit it up. Eat one, and then vomit it up. And they vomit so much that even the people who are watching this, that are in the in the room with them, they start vomiting. They're not even eating yeah. the eggs. It's like that scene in uh, Problem Child 2 where he turns up the... Uh, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but he turns up the um, carnival ride and everybody on the carnival ride starts puking and then everybody around the ride sees that and then they all start puking and so the whole carnival is all puking everywhere. Basically that. Mm. Uh, Tom ends up winning. He ends up eating them, and Hannah doesn't. She she actually eats eight, but she doesn't eat the last two. Which I was like, that's I would have at least if I've gone eight, I would have tried at least to get to. You know what I mean? You've already gone that far. We get a time is money task, and so uh, Raph and Andrew. There's a button. Uh, the there are increasing amounts of money that get called out uh, by the announcer. And the first person to hit the hit the button gets the money that's called out at the time, but there's a time limit. So if they go too long, then neither of them will get the money, and which is what happens. Neither of them get the money because they basically were too greedy. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would push it uh, around two thousand, and they didn't push it around. Uh, two thousand five hundred was the last amount. Right. I would when they said two thousand and five dollars, yeah. I would have been like, Bam. I would push it, yeah, right, yeah. It seemed like Tom was like, hit it, like right when me and you said it, he was looking at Raph going, hit the button. Why are you not hitting the button? Oh, sorry. It's fine. I was coughing <coughs> earlier. Oh, sorry. So I was drinking uh, some water and I got it in the uh, wrong way. The wrong pipe. I hate it when that happens. Oh. That's the worst. Oof. It's even worse when that happens. I've had this happen. It goes in the wrong pipe, and then you cough it up, and then it goes up your nose the (coughs) wrong way. That's, like, the worst thing to ever have happen. Yes. So, we find out a new thing about this task, uh, the steel uh, task that we didn't know before, is that they're also going to be tempted with things to take money away from their team. So, Isabel gets tempted with a phone call uh, for a, a... to lose 150 pounds for her team, and she takes it. Uh, Chanel is tempted with a night in this uh, secret bedroom with her boyfriend <coughs> for 400 pounds, and she takes that. And nobody seems really mad about it, especially since they're right here at the beginning of the task. These things are going to be more important at the end of the task. You know, when they're really trying, when one team is really trying to come back, I guess. Oh, right here, 11, 11 p.m. Again, they do the 11-11 thing going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Ellie gets je- jealous of Isabel, again, because Sam is talking to her. Because uh, they're all kind of surrounded around the button, because they're all waiting oh. for the button to get activated. And Ellie is just a jealous person. And even just Sam kind of chatting with Isabel is making her jealous. Here's the part where Raph gets really, really, really drunk, and he passes out in front of the diary room. And... Um, we realize later, I guess in the next episode, the reason Raph gets so drunk is because Chanel is staying with her boyfriend that night, and Raph has been sleeping in the same bed with Chanel the whole time they've been there. So he feels like um, 
it's a little bit too much of a change for him. So he gets a little aggravated and too... Uh, he drinks a, a little too much because uh, he's feeling a little out of place, I guess. That that was his explanation, I guess. But yeah, Raph gets really drunk here. Drunkest we've seen him. We end this episode with Sam and Ellie talking about... Uh, Ellie, jealous, uh, her jealousness of Isabel. And um, we end completely, kind of the last thing we see is Chanel and her boyfriend having sex. Because they're in the yep. their special room. Yep, and it was really awkward. And she was whispering. <clears throat> she was whispering. <laughs> right, and they were, there was some groaning and some. Un- I mean, you don't. You, they're under the covers, put so you don't in. see anything. But, but their faces. She was like, but yeah. Put it in. <laughs> and um, this isn't unusual for Big Brother UK, but you, this is usually people will actually just have sex in the bedroom with all the other people, and then you'll see it. But at least this time they. Yeah. It was in a separate room, but... Alright, last day, day 34, episode 44. Uh, Chanel wakes up with her boyfriend in a special room. She doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want him to leave. She gets upset about that, but... She ends up uh, getting coming back in the house. Raph goes to the DR, and this is where he kind of tells uh, the diary room... Why he got so drunk the night before. Uh, sh- uh, Chanel... Uh, Chanel's boyfriend told her that um, Charlotte and Andrew were maybe talking crap about her, but he doesn't really say 100% what it's about, but Chanel knows that they may be saying things that have been seen on TV. So she tells Raph and Isabel about this. Uh, I guess we get our team update right here. Black team has 1,950 pounds. Gold team has 1,910 pounds. So they're both pretty close. Yeah, definitely. We got our steel task for this episode, uh, or one of them, I guess. And we find out that all the men are up for this task, which there's two guys on one side and three guys on the other side. And the first person to hit the button could win 3,000 pounds, but whoever hits the button to win the 3,000 pounds has to get a waxing in their lower area, like any waist down, <laughs> meaning legs, bum... Uh, taint, uh, and balls. Yep. Yep. Sa- I think they say sack, but balls. Uh, and Andrew ends up hitting the button first. Uh, and this is where we get our Andrew getting waxed. And there's lots of screaming happening here. <laughs> and it looks very uncomfortable. And it's very oh. uncomfortable to watch, especially when they're yep. doing the butt part and they're getting close ups with the camera of him getting his was- butt filled with wax. I was not sure who I felt worse for, him or us. Right. And I, I, I kind of felt bad for him just because he's, he's going to see that on TV when he gets out, too. And it'd be like, oh, yeah. that doesn't look great. But he, he ends up going all the way through with it and gets 3,000 pounds for his team. Uh, Raph gets tempted here by meeting a Big Brother legend. And I was like, yeah, for me, this would be easy and I would... Uh, not take it, but it because it's going to take away 150 pounds. But he doesn't care, so he meets Josie Gibson, and I just put question marks after this. And I was wishing, yep. wish Tilly was here because no effing clue. Who I that have is. no clue who this is. Right, and I've seen a lot of Big Brother UK, but not a lot of the Me beginning. Too. So maybe she's like from way back in the beginning of Big Brother UK. Um. 
So they lose the $150 there. So now black team has 2,890 and the gold team has 5,410. So because of the 3,000 Andrew one, gold team is way up right now. But Sam and Ellie now get tempted with a knight together in the secret bedroom that Chanel was in for 400, just like Chanel. Uh, and they take it. But they seem kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to take this or not. But they end up taking it. Yeah. And they say it's just for a laugh. But Sam, you can tell, is like, well, I want to oh, yeah, do this. Laugh. Yeah, for a laugh. Yeah, that's yep. why we're doing it. Uh-huh. Let's pretend it's a laugh. Yeah, it's not because I've been sexually frustrated for the last two weeks. Um, nope. So we get another The Steel task. And Gold Team is offered $5,500, which is a yeah. lot compared to... Well, that's lot. not even as much as they have either team. So, nope. um, But they have to cut somebody from the black team. And I'm yeah. like, this is really weird. I don't understand how cutting somebody weird. from the opposite team gets you so much money. Because yeah, this this is super weird. Why would you not want to cut somebody from the other team? I don't know. It's just yeah. nope. kind of broken. But I think the idea was they it was trying the big brother was trying to be tricky. So they th- try to trick the housemates into thinking it was going to be something bad. Like there was going to be some kind of consequence. There hasn't been so far. But the black team cuts Raph from the gold team. Uh, or the gold team cuts Raph from the black team, and then the black team ends up cutting Kieran from the gold team for the same amount of money. So black team now has 8,300, gold team has 10,500. Yeah. So they're yeah. way up, and we find out that uh, the black team basically has no chance of winning, and the announcer tells us tomorrow the gold team will get a chance to win the prize pot of the $10,000, but will half uh, the person who if somebody takes it that person will automatically have to evict another housemate right there and right then and there <laughs> and the housemates yeah. don't know either of those things yet so I, I think that's super cool Ellie and Sam go to their private room yeah I'm excited to see today's episode because it's gonna be really yeah. interesting to see what happens with this I am really because it's like a few different things going on here if you take the money yep. you're automatically gonna probably go on the uh, get nominated next week and the other thing is the person who gets kicked out uh, or I mean the person who kicks out somebody they're also so it's you're going to be look doubly as bad I guess is my point but so Ellie and Sam go to their private room and Charlotte thinks uh, Charlotte's in the DR and she says I have a feeling this task is not going to end well <laughs> so she already kind of has an inkling but doesn't know yeah. how badly it's actually going to end so we end uh, with Ellie and Sand sleeping in the private room they have but they're sleeping back to back with each oh, other so sexy so right. incredibly sexy not really sure what their idea of what they were doing there but maybe they just didn't want to look bad on TV or who knows but <laughs> Chanel didn't know. have a problem with it no and that's the end of that episode, so more next week. Cool. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go to the uh, YouTube page, check out the TV show, I guess. And then uh, you could go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen to get a free book and a 30-day trial of Audible. Uh, if you like audiobooks, go do that. It helps out our show. So It definitely does. 
Uh, you can also check me out on that wrestling show where I talk more about wrestling. And uh, you can check me out on Sharks Pond uh, South Park podcast where we talk all about Star Sharks. No, we talk all about Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be funny having a podcast all about Sharks. <laughs> Bore, most boring podcast. Well, they do that here in D- Discovery Channel here in America. Yeah, they have Shark, Shark Week. Week. Yeah, yeah, Shark Week. Yeah, really fun. Uh, next week we will talk of news of the week. We will do Battlegrounds results. We will be do Big Brother uh, UK uh, Week Seven. We will do another uh, digital review of Dunkirk, and we will talk about one of my favorite kind of weird things alien zoo hypothesis it's it's hard for me to say alien zoo hypothesis or zoo hypothesis if you that's kind of like the technical term people don't actually uh put x uh put alien in there but it definitely helps but zoo hypothesis speculates as to the assumed behavior and existence of a technically advanced extraterrestrial life and the reasons they refrain from contacting Earth. The hypothesis is that life intentionally avoids communication with Earth uh, <gasps> and uh, and interprets... Uh, oh, the hypothesis seeks to explain the apparent abuse, uh, absence of ex- extraterrestrial life despite its generally accepted plausibility. Uh, so saying that they, they leave us alone because we're, it's like the lion in the cage. You never go in the cage with the lion because there's a chance it's going to hurt you or whatever and you want it to to be on its own kind of thing. So they right. specifically stay away from us to keep to let us move ahead by ourselves, but they are aware of us. And there's lots of different ways to go with the zoo hypothesis, so we'll talk about that next week. We will. That has been another digital episode uh, of another di- uh, digital citizen episode uh, ninety three. You know what? I, you know what I thought about this week when I was looking up uh, huh. ASMR. I was thinking mm. this show. If there's one thing we've done well in the show, it's confuse Google's algorithm. Because think about all the weird <laughs> shit we look up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, from uh, Norway and America, this has been a great show. Uh, talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 